The Academy Awards is no stranger to controversy. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. Will Smith smacking the shit out of Chris Rock was only the beginning. <laughs> oh, wow! From surprising in-memoriam snubs... Oh, come on. Can we talk? ...to posthumous winners... And the Oscar goes to Heath Ledger in the Dark Join us for a look at the Oscars through a morbid lens. That's today on Death in Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder. Injury and death. Oh my God. Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. Ah! What do you call this thing anyway? Death in entertainment. Hello, hello, hello. What's up? Everybody. Hey. Welcome to another edition of Death and Entertainment. My name is Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcairn. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. And you have just entered the Oscar soda. <laughs> entered? <laughs> wow. Whoa, it's like the maybe octagon. It's entering yeah. you. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Getting weirder as you go. The goes. dragon. <laughs> yeah. You've entered the dragon. You've entered the Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> Two men enter, one Oscar leave. <laughs> <laughs> so our last episode was the day after uh, the Will Smith slap. Yes. And we didn't get to cover the fact that I didn't even realize I knew he won the Oscar, obviously, but I didn't realize he got a standing ovation after he slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. Yeah, Disgusting. Like, not, yeah, not, not, horrible. Wait, not directly after, though. They 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 settled the room and then he, after he won the Oscar. You yeah, mean? he got a standing ovation after his speech during his Oscar win, okay, which was oh, like that, 15 minutes later. <laughs> I thought you were saying like right at the slap happened, everyone got up and started you know, yeah. <laughs> It's like, like that whoa. Roman Coliseum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get him. Kill him. The, the, the head of the Oscars just a thumbs down to like. Yeah. <laughs> I watched some of it on Hulu. Okay. I got to the Chris Rock part and it's shocking still. To, oh, they to kept watch. it in? Oh, yeah. Wow. But with the muted version when Will Smith is saying, you know, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And wow. That whole shit. Yeah, I saw the Japanese version somewhere where it's just, yeah. it actually it translated to Japanese exactly what they said, and you can hear just like the gasp in the room, the quietness. Oh yeah, yeah, because people laughed and clapped after he got slapped in the face because they thought it was like a bit. Yeah, and then it's just like it was just the weirdest unfolding of events I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, and then when he said "fuck" really loud, everyone was like, "Oh!" It's like yeah. that's what you're worried about. Yeah, <laughs> and what was cut off from most of the clips that are available is that. Chris then continues presenting the award for best documentary. Yeah. And he makes some more jokes even. Like, <laughs> oh, watching a documentary, it's like reading a book. Uh, so you don't have to read the book, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he presents it to Questlove, who won for Summer of Soul. Yeah. And then he says, the winner, Questlove, you know, his real name, whatever his real name is. Yeah, he's got a real name. And, and a bunch of white dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then some Indian American guy was mad that he said a bunch of white dudes. <laughs> I saw him on Twitter. He's like, what the actual fuck? I'm like, all right, dude, well, I'm sorry you're 
think got overshadowed, but this is a more important element of yeah. what just happened in the last three minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that Questlove proceeds to give his speech like nothing happened. I know. <laughs> and then about half hour later is when there's the Pulp Fiction reunion with Uma Thurman, John Travolta, and Sam Jackson. I didn't watch it. You, I didn't even know that happened. I oh. knew that happened, but I didn't watch How was that not even in the news? Get this. They're the ones that presented Will Smith, the best actor. Oh, oh my God. Oh. And none of them were bothered at was all. Was Tarantino about it. doing it? No, he wasn't there. Oh, he wasn't there. Wow. Okay. But they weren't bothered one bit. They presented to him standing ovation, as Kyle said. Yeah. yeah. And then they all hug him. The show must go on. Nobody makes any. <laughs> Amy Schumer comes out later and says, Oh, did I miss anything? I was backstage. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> well, she's a hack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Someone said it, it would have been funny if Chris Rock came out with a neck brace on and presented another award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he was planning to sue Will Smith, that would be the move. Right? I, oh, yeah, Jim Carrey said that. he would have. He, oh, yeah, he right. said he would have sued him for $200 million the next morning. Yeah. Jim Carrey doesn't give a fuck. No. No. By the way, guys, we're not going to talk about this the entire episode, but we you have we have to cover it a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Gail King was interviewing Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. and she's like, um, "We we we could all see that the uh, the situation escalated, you know, throughout the situation or whatever." And he's like, "No, it didn't escalate. All of a sudden, Will Smith, who has some evil, crazy shit going on inside of him, decided to slap someone in the middle of a live broadcast. Yeah. That's what happened. Unprovoked. Zero escalation. Yeah. It escal- Unprovoked in the sense." Run-of-the-mill joke. joke that's been done a million times throughout yeah. the years at award shows. Yeah. yeah, it was a bad joke. Bad joke, <laughs> yes. Joke. That should have been his only punishment, is telling a bad joke. Yeah, just let him bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have it in for Chris Rock in the industry. When he hosted the Oscars the first time in 2005, he makes a really innocuous joke about Jude Law. Yeah. Saying, like, he was in every movie this year. I think he was even one of the caterers on set. Yeah, he was like, who is this motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah. And then Sean Penn comes I out. Remember and this. Is like, this I remember this. I'd like to answer Mr. Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jude Law is one of our finest actors. <laughs> yeah. Sean Penn is always there to save the day for things that aren't really needing of saving. Yeah. And now he's threatening to smelt his Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> for what is it the... for the people of Ukraine? No, or if, if they didn't bring Zelensky on to the, uh, the, the live simulcast, whatever, of the Oscars, yeah. he's going to smell his fucking Oscars. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I know. Yeah. Who's gonna stop? Smelt them? them all and pour it down your throat and fucking kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but he was great in Carlito's way. He's a great actor. Don't yeah. don't get me, uh, you know, started here. Yeah. My but, daughter I mean, in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he got a little out of control in Mr. Yeah. River. Let's be honest. But like he's he was great. But but he puts on he has a weird thing going on in his head where he's the center of the world in yeah. the universe. Well, he did interview El Chapo. Yeah. Got to well, give him a little bit he of He got credit. conned somehow in that. I forget the exact <laughs> details, but he got conned. And then he, he went to Haiti and, you know, he was there for um, what when Katrina hit and he had like a rowboat. He, he, <laughs> he saved like two people. Like, well, you know, two is better than none, yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we got some pictures, right? I'm surprised. 
I thought he was going over to Ukraine and like he was going to put up arms against the Russians. Like, yeah, if that's what does, he wants you to think. If he does that, you know, my hat's off to him. You know, <laughs> but you have to. You have to be scared of his threat, though. We have inflation. Gas prices are outrageous. The war in Ukraine. Yeah. And could you imagine a world where we don't have his Oscar? Yeah, smelted. <laughs> Please don't melt your own awards. <laughs> Is that my smelted Oscar in there? <laughs> I'd lose sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who cares about him? Yeah, that's he. His movies and everything suck these days. Yeah, what movies? I can't. Well, even he think did a Hulu one. thing about like he was an he was a uh, an astronaut. He was like a Hulu. Uh, no, it was an Amazon series in which he. I wouldn't call this acting. He's just like hard staring, you know, at the at space, basically like a Star Trek thing. Or it's hard to explain. It sucks. Well, I tried. I watched ten minutes of it. The last movie I saw him in that I really liked him in was uh, secret. Was it Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Oh, oh yeah. my God! Ben Stiller. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Yeah, that, I, I love that movie. That has gone down as one of the worst movies that people say. Really? Have come out in the last twenty years. I thought it was great. I'm in between on this one. Really? I pretty much enjoyed it when I saw it. Okay. Well, I'm in, I'm going by totally the reviewers, which is probably yeah. not something you should be going by these days. I thought it was fantastic. Now I feel bad. Kyle's yeah, like, I'm more on the <laughs> Kyle's good the, side of the movie. Kyle's giving me the side eye like Jane was giving worst. to Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you thought he was just going to jump in yeah, and yeah. attack the movie, too. <laughs> yeah. He's coming to slap me, guys. <laughs> for, for bashing on Mitty. Yeah. Some other... 2013, that's right. That was his follow-up to Tropic Thunder. Well, Tropic Thunder uh-huh. was amazing. Yes. That's what. That's one of my favorite. I say to everyone, that's the last best comedy that's come out. You got to love a movie that starts out with fake trailers. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. I love that it's shit. It's like the first like 15 minutes, too. Yeah. You're like, what is this movie? The Fatties <laughs> Fart 2. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that movie was so fucking funny, and like, and then they did the the weird priest one, but Tobey Maguire comes in, right? We, they call him the MTV Best Kiss winner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. And the other tidbits that have come out this week about the incident: uh, Will Smith was asked to leave and refused. Yeah. No, they lied though. Well, they did. Yeah, they, they that came out that the. Academy lied. Oh, they didn't ask him to leave. They did not. Wow. But then they said they did. They said they did. Why would they lie about that when it's easy to verify that they didn't do Because it's a PR fucking... Yeah, dis- it's saving it's face. It's an atomic bomb Ugh. disaster, you know, PR was. Yeah, as I told you guys... I think after we recorded the last episode in 2001, AJ Benza was on the Howard Stern show and stuttering John was making fun of him <laughs> about his recent show cancellation. Yeah. He had a talk show. And he's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then AJ Benza went to the back office and slapped stuttering John. Yeah. <laughs> and they sent him home and he was banned from the show. Well, he had anger issues. I remember watching that on E. Yeah, they aired it all full, fully. Oh yeah, but a lot they of, milked it. A lot of bleeps and stuff, and sure, and that that was like why everyone watched that show. That was amazing. Also, the Howard on E Entertainment was great. Compared to the Oscars, though, they, Will Smith no, they, was got a standing ovation. He wasn't sent home. Yeah, I know, but I'm just to give the benefit of the doubt. They're they're reviewing the issue with the Academy. They could ban Will Smith for life. Who knows? Yeah, but it's like cops investigating themselves. They're like, we have a yeah. board review of our own board. <laughs> like, yeah. They're not going to figure anything out. 
That's true, but that's any organization too. You yeah. can say that with Howard Baba Booey. He was the one that <laughs> put that together. You think he's an infallible, uh, you know, organization? Yeah. Is Baba Booey? <laughs> and Will Smith has resigned from yeah. the Academy. That was crazy. At the same time that Netflix announced its halted plans on a film called Fast and Loose and a Bad Boys sequel, <laughs> two of probably the worst movies that would, would have been never made anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and Will Smith plans to hide out at a luxury retreat to quote unquote heal oh my god what a fucking that is the most hollywood shit i've ever heard yeah (laughs) and then lastly chris rock according to his comedy show in boston the other night yeah he's still healing himself processing well i heard heard he came came out and says he goes i hope i hope he didn't come here for the fucking slap because you wasted your fucking money yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know what all these people are doing they're counting their money because they're they're doing way better than we are and uh we shouldn't feel bad for them yeah Yeah. so yeah it's gonna work out way better for chris rock than it is for will smith you think oh yeah yeah Yeah, i think he's way more sympathetic obviously yeah that's why i was confused when jim carrey said um you know i would have sued will smith for 200 million dollars the next day because that video is always going to exist and it's always going to be a mark on my career it's like not really it's you know people are on his side and they're going to support him whatever he does for the next couple years just because of it chris rock yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think he um if they started just like fight like you know on the floor just like scrapping <laughs> it would have looked all, way more worse. Yeah, so much worse. Yeah, if they're just wrestling around and they're like they have to cut to commercial right there <laughs> instead of like present the award that would like Chris Rock dealt with it the best way any performer could have in the world. It yeah. is because he's a stand up comic. Any like regular actor in that scenario would like would fold like, you know, a cheap suit. They wouldn't have any clue what to do. <laughs> if when you're a stand up, you're like prepared for anything in the room. Yeah. Especially a New York stand up. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Good thing Michael Richards wasn't the presenter. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Or the butt of the joke. (laughs) They would have had to fucking take him out of there with like a straight jacket. (laughs) And then Seinfeld would have been on Letterman or Or Stephen Colbert with the most awkward uh, interview ever Uh, seen. That was mm -hmm. weird. (laughs) Why are late night talk show hosts the place where you apologize for things like that? Yeah, talk about nuanced issues. Yeah. (laughs) Will Smith will probably go on some he's gonna do an interview at some point who's it gonna be with gail king yeah mm. probably. oh yeah it's always gail king yeah, yeah. that's a go-to person is there anybody else doing interviews anymore martin bashir still does some <laughs> what <laughs> well he's in Martin. he's in some shit at the bbc or something for for falsifying info on lady die or something years ago oh wow yeah right yeah i don't i read some weird thing i'm like why am i reading this at some point like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago though. yeah it was a long time ago but he's still in some shit with the bbc i guess you wow. know who should interview him the woman that interviewed prince andrew wait who was that <laughs> i don't know some <laughs> british lady well, but she, she was she got him like choking on his own words she was stuff. real good yeah or the what's her name uh, from the pbs news hour um the lady who interviewed Bill Gates. Oh, yeah. That oh, I know exactly too. who you're talking about. She got about, him yeah. stuttering like a motherfucker, too. <laughs> she needs to interview Will Smith. Yeah, whoever's like really good is going to stump uh, Will Smith because I don't want like a softball questions like, why was this a justified slapping? You know? Yeah. <laughs> we don't want Robin Roberts. Let's put it that way. 
Yeah, because yeah, remember the Jesse Smollett interview? Oh, my oh she God. just let him <laughs> like, spout whatever BS he wanted to say. Yeah, exactly. I saw some meme that uh, it was Jesse Smollett, and it said, uh, I was slapped by Will Smith, too. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't y'all see it? <laughs> I was going to get my subway. Then Will Smith jumped out of nowhere. <laughs> and called me the N-word. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, I'm okay. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the other big story that dropped this week, Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. that's brutal. Suffering from aphasia, which the Mayo Clinic defines as a condition that affects your ability to communicate. Yeah. Well, if you've seen his more recent movies, like there's no communication going on in that. I don't even know what's going on in half the movies. Not to his fault, but I could see how he needed to like put some scratch together to retire. Mm. You know, he, he it looked like he. You know, all these big stars, they, they spend their fucking asses off yeah. because they, they don't think it's ever going to end because they're like bankable stars. And then some bad disease happens or something, and then they're just like kicking ass in order to have enough money. Like you see all these old like Pacino's like 85. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Nicholas Cage just came out and said that he spent the last 20 years making straight to uh, video on demand. Yeah. Movies just to get out of debt. Yeah. And he just got out of it I like two weeks that. ago. He yeah. like bought like yeah. five islands like after face off. And he like, like, yeah, he owns like half of New Orleans <laughs> apparently too. Yeah. I don't know what he had to give up or something, but they're spending like Michael Jackson. Jackson, like yeah. level, you know, I've picked up people's garbage for a hundred bucks. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I would do a straight to DVD yeah. movie. True, exactly. <laughs> well, that's why they could do that. They could come back, but it was harder than they thought it was going to be. They thought it was going to be like three movies movies worth. They didn't expect the industry would change so much, in which like uh, the amount of money they can get per movie would go down from twenty million to like you know twenty thousand. Yeah. And the amount of movies you can squeeze in. Yeah. It's multiplied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They used to make so much more money. I don't think people realize that, but the, the industry was like, wait a second, we could pay these people a lot less money. <laughs> Remember like 2000 where Julia Roberts was like making $20 million. Jim Carrey's making $20 million mm-hmm. a movie. The Cable Guy was yeah. his first $20 million movie. <laughs> that, that's ridiculous. That that's, the, <laughs> that's that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one where he really banked in on that. Oh, yeah. And what you were saying about the recent Bruce Willis movies, he wasn't in top condition. The movies themselves that were garbage, but I heard he had like a handler with him that was helping him like get through like a day to day because he just, he was, he was not doing well, like Damn. mentally and stuff. I think he had a stroke or something. That's what can cause aphasia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like brain damage. He, he, I, I think he does his own stunts or did. Oof. So they, he probably knocked his head around in the diehard. But they don't tell anyone because they don't want it out there. Yeah. You know, so they, they tell their doctors, don't tell anyone. I'm not going to tell anyone, even if they have a heart attack and they're like, yeah. they're in a wheelchair. They're like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's so disturbing, yeah, yeah. but true. Yeah. Yeah. They, they come wheeled in on a stretcher. He's yeah. great. He's ready, he's ready to act today. I know what I'm doing. He's not wearing pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he died three days ago. <laughs> but he's still fulfilling his yeah. obligation. Yeah. Contractually, he's there. Yeah. Didn't say he had to be breathing. No. <laughs> I looked up the titles on IMDb from his last two years of yeah, movies. Nonsense. And I started randomly punching them in on YouTube for the trailer. Yeah. And I'm telling you, each trailer was exactly the same. Yeah. Except the co-star changed to some other C-list celebrity. Some no name, yeah. 
they're not even popular like background actors from regular. They're nobody. How did we not get these fucking roles then? I know. <laughs> I think they're producers' kids and stuff, and like yeah. you know, friends of like financial people and stuff. Because no, but be in a movie with <laughs> Bruce Willis. They're kind of has been like actors. What happened to your voice, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> there were some names in them, but yeah, sometimes. has been. Yeah, has been. Or just like um, stunt guys that are just like, hey, how, how about you just be in the movie instead? You know. <laughs> but they. All had the same music in the trailer, yeah. same plot. It's always like SWAT mixed with like drug cartel mixed with, yep. you know, uh, something mili- military, military. Ba- yeah, 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 some mercenary group, some splinter group or something. <laughs> and then it shows Bruce Willis for a second at the beginning of the trailer, yeah. Then they always end with Bruce Willis saying some line of dialogue at the end, like, yeah. I never leave my brothers behind, yeah. <laughs> and the entire movie is just close up shots so that you know that you can't tell that they're. He's on crutches, you know. It's right. Like, <laughs> it's like you. That, that's what they do because I I saw the last movie he did. He did no, not even any movement. He didn't walk. Really, it was just close oh up God. shots. Yeah, it was weird. Okay, for instance, this one called Midnight in the Switchgrass. It has Emil Hirsch and Megan Fox. I think those I, are oh, the co-stars. I might have watched this. So one. those are the kind of co-stars in all these movies. I've never yeah. even heard yeah, of these, that movie. These movies are getting made, and it's actually shocking. I think this brought something to the public eye that we weren't aware of, just how many weird movies are being they're made out d- there. Direct to video or something. They, they're like, For who? For Redbox. Who the hell <laughs> is watching these? I don't know. That's a good point. I can't even keep up with the best A-list content can I tell on you, Netflix. Can I tell you what my theory is? Which I have, I have a hot okay. Lot, let's lot hear hot it. Theories and a lot take. of stuff. I think it's um it's money laundering. I think it's a okay. way for like like the Russian mob or something to to clean money is to make these bullshit movies. Wow, and, and put them out somewhere, mm-hmm. or either that or tax write offs or something like that. There's no actual reason why the, anyone should be making these movies. No one should be working on them. It looks like a movie. It smells like a movie. Yeah. I don't know. No one so will ask weird. questions. Yeah. That's one of Mark's hot theories. Okay. Hey, <laughs> at this point, I, uh, nothing shocks me too much. <laughs> yeah. Except that Will Smith slap. Yeah. Well. And then <laughs> the another couple little things that came out with the Bruce Willis story. He unloaded $65 million worth of property. Woo! And now he's going to be living in Brentwood. Still pretty good. At a large estate being nothing taken care that. of by his uh, kids. Yeah. The same kids that I think put him to work the last five years. Wow. They're like, like a cash cow. They're like, we don't want to go to work. (laughs) Nobody's talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Who was forcing him to work like this? Well, that that's what happens with all these like big celebrity families. No one, no none of the kids that they have ever want to work a day in their lives. Which can you blame them? Uh, <laughs> I like, hey, I wouldn't want. He's to. got like five daughters, and they're like, you know, they've tried to make it on their own. It's not working out. Okay, rumor Willis. No one's paying attention. She had a <laughs> second. She was in the House Bunny. Something dancing yeah. with the stars. Fifteen years ago. Oh yeah, dancing She's with. She's got stars. a really big chin on her. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I, all I'm, I'm going to say is the, the Willis daughters got his genes. Uh, yeah. Maybe a, maybe a mix of both. I haven't seen They look it. like him. Yeah. <laughs> They're Bruce Willis. Yeah. In, in a, a wig. wig. <laughs> <laughs> That's two episodes in a row. Yeah. <laughs> it's a goocher. And then the Razzies announced their... <laughs> 
<laughs> rescinding his category. Bruce Willis had an entire category called Worst Performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he won for a movie called Cosmic Sin. That's and they hilarious. took it back, they rescinded it. Yeah, and they said if someone's medical condition is a factor in their decision-making and or their performance, we acknowledge that it is not appropriate to give them a Razzie. Yeah. Yeah. This is surreal I've territory. Also- we got people making movies that are out of their minds. Not only can we not talk about it, we can't even joke about anything. You can't even really. How- That'll happen with Nicholas Cage, too, because I think people, it'll come out. Maybe he's kind of crazy, like actually on the spectrum crazy. But also, not that I want to make fun of someone with aphasia. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is Kevin Smith is now apologizing for shit he said 10 years ago about Bruce Willis because now he has aphasia. Well, they hated each other because of the movie Cop Out. But still, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a cop out ah. to, to say you can't joke about someone in the past, you know, before they had aphasia yeah. or now that they have aphasia. They're great. You can't say anything bad. Yeah. That's just a dangerous precedent, I think. I would agree. Yeah. Well, you don't want to. No one wants to be on record, you know, shitting on someone that has. No. A medical Look, or disability. I'm a Bruce Willis fan. He was great back in the day. Excellent. Up performances. Diehard. Moonrise Kingdom was my favorite last one he did. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Great actor. So you think they should have kept the Razzie? Or double well, down think- on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, worst performance by someone with aphasia in yeah. 2021. <laughs> and here's, 2022. Here's the implication, though. Okay, fine. Take that statement at face value. Then what do you say about the people watching these shitty movies? Yeah. They're basically saying, like, that wasn't a real performance, so you can't judge it. So then what about the fan that's out there that watched the movie for real? What are they supposed to think? Well, yeah. we don't care about them because they're insane people. Yeah. I know. But Nicolas Cage says he stands by every single thing he did to make his money, to get out of debt. Every single movie he's done in the past 20 years, which has been, a lot of them have just been wild. Just him just nuts. He stands by all those performances. Bangkok Dangerous. Yeah. And whatever, the the Ghost Rider. And those were the more high profile ones. Yeah, after (laughs) Ghost Ghost Rider was like a studio movie. But after that, he got a little wacky with some of the movie choices. He's doing better choices now, though. He did that Pig one. Yeah, Pig was great. I didn't see it, but I heard it was awesome. Yeah. Everything after um, the movie he did where he played the screenwriter, Charlie Coffey. Adaptation. Adaptation. Everything. Great performance, great movie. Yeah, then maybe Gone in 60 Seconds, whatever. Uh, Summer fun. Not a great, yeah. Um, But then it it just started getting really weird. And then you could tell, like, he's just doing these direct-to-video movies. and National Treasure, I thought, was whack. I hate those movies, like adventure movies. I don't know. They just bug me. Yeah. Too much adventure. Too too much. Too much history. This coming from the guy that loves theme parks. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I love the Indiana Jones ride. Don't like the movies. Oh, my God. (laughs) See, I was recently at Disneyland, and I hated the Indiana Jones ride. Because it jerks around too much? Yeah, it was too jerky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've still never been there. What? What? You're not missing anything. It's just the happiest place on earth, Mark. Yeah, so why aren't you there right now? (laughs) (laughs) It's happy for me about once every five years. Oh, okay. Or 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a picture of him up somewhere. Oh, okay. (laughs) But Kyle's got a season pass, so there'll be one up there soon enough. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) It wasn't me, officer. (laughs) (laughs) Last thing about the Bruce Willis case is... Someone named Lala Kent, 
who played his daughter in a movie called Hard to Kill in 2020, told the LA Times that he misfired a gun that was loaded with a blank on the wrong cue twice while filming. (laughs) So he's misfiring guns. To me, that's dangerous that people let him work in that condition than if he's handling guns on set. Yeah. If the family knew about this and kept making him work... That's unforgivable. He misfired yeah. twice? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Missing his cues. Wow. <laughs> I mean, excuse me. Yeah. What's Wait. going on with this story? Why am I so disturbed by this? You Bruce are Willis very worked story? up about what this. What year is this? 2020. Oh, what? Yeah. Holy shit. That's when crazy. he was well in the throes of aphasia. Yeah. Do you think he's working against his will? I think that's what I, that's <laughs> that's what I, my hot take is. Yeah. Someone does a sniper rifle on him while he's working. Does anyone agree with me? He's working against his willis. Ah, oh, boy. It's a rumor. Hello. Ah, oh, come on. Oh, hello. Get over here. <laughs> Demi Moore. <laughs> Talk about a demigog. Yeah. Hello. And decent proposal. No, but the the family, like you said, those kids don't have much going on on their own. Yeah. They were trying to milk that cow. Yeah. Before he turned green. No, I believe that. I believe that they're the ones like they're driving him to set and they're making this work. You know, Driving him to set. They probably put the gun in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Probably put his finger around the trigger. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize what it's been two years then that he's been struggling with more at least. Yeah. Yeah. More than that. Jeez. Like I said, big fan and I wish him the best. Yeah. What were you going to say, Mark? Well, you know, when he buys all these properties and, you know, he was he had made some bad investments, too, back in the day. Well, he was in uh, Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. He did that stuff. Oh, so your hot take is he had aphasia back then, too. Ah, I don't know about that. I I can't uh, go that far. When he did Hudson Hawk. Well, someone was <laughs> someone wasn't thinking right when they make, came up with that movie. There was a TV show he was on that I know a lot of people that were working on the show, and they said he was the weirdest person. Like he wouldn't pay attention to anything that they were like any notes that they were giving him. He would do weird accents. They were like, "There's something wrong with this guy." And, really? Yeah, I didn't even think of that until like just now. What I remember year? Having, uh, like 2015. Okay. Well, that's that, about the that timeline. Up. Yeah. 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 They were <laughs> because Moonrise Kingdom came out in like what 2012, 2013, or yeah. something like that. So that's the last movie I see him like being normal in. That was also his last prestige movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would call it that. Yeah. The the last before it went straight to Redbox. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's probably had this thing for a while. You're probably right. He's probably just been limping along and trying to make these movies just to make a couple bucks. For sure. Yeah. 2013. That's what I'm saying, though. Who was aware of this and who was letting him make all these weird movies? I think you got to get to the bottom of this. And we're not talking about (laughs) one or two a year. We're talking about like 20 a year. That's That's crazy. Literally insane. 20 a year? How can you get that A guy with aphasia. But he'd be in small parts of this movie. He'd be in like like three shots, and then he'll come in at the end to wrap it up. He's not doing a lot of like heavy lifting for these roles. Yeah. Just watch the trailers. You'll see yeah, what yeah. we're talking about. I'll check them out. And speaking of misfiring on sets, our last hot story, Alec and Eladia. Oh, God. Let's do a little update. On March 4th, Eladia announced she was taking a break from social media. 
Then at the end of the month, she announced she's pregnant again. Oh, yeah. No. For the seventh time. Plus, oh, he's like Stargate. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> She's trying to top Octomom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is wrong with these people? Yeah. yeah. Bring another Baldwinito into this world yeah. with all the <laughs> shit they got going on. Mm-hmm. They're not bringing their finest. Yeah. <laughs> the kid's going to be visiting daddy in prison. Yeah. You think he's going to jail? No. No, I think they're. this is another family that's going to make him work till he dies. Yeah. 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 They have to because their inheritance just got smaller again. Well, I, I wonder how they split it up with uh, the kid that he had with, uh, what's her name? Kim uh, Basinger. Kim Basinger, yeah. So, like, she never got remarried, so she's probably, like, getting money from him, too. Oh, you think still? Well, she last time she Spousal acted was support. in fucking 8 Mile. <laughs> Come she's on. not living off <laughs> L.A. Confidential anymore. something. Well, what? I don't know. Nothing. But it, it's wacky to think that Kim Basinger would still be getting spousal support. It's possible. It I happens. guess. Yeah. Even the Oscar winner, like Kim Basinger? I don't know. Maybe there's some deal or something. Well, maybe that's why he's so pissed off all the time. Or maybe he's just angry just in general. Yeah, I think he's just angry. The yeah. woman who beat out Pam Anderson for the role in oh, like, yeah. Confidential. Oh, yeah. You watched that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pam and I Tommy Lee. wonder why they didn't go with Pamela the Anderson. The fact that Pam Anderson actually thought she was going to get that role. That's insane to me. Their whole she's story. In a, she's was... a, they're on a different planet, clearly. Yes. They in, are. in that TV show, they play it so well. But but we're talking about Iladia. Yeah, and this, the same Iladia that just before wanted to take a break from social media, now she's posting photos of her baby bump, saying her kids are so excited. Yeah. Oh, boy. They're Kyle, just trying to deflect. Kyle's not into her anymore. Yeah, she's <laughs> gross now. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle but you would still... Her. Yeah, after she has the kid and snaps back in a few months, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then uh, the, the lady way he puts that. Sounds... Romantic over there. Yeah, yeah, she's not broken anymore. Yeah, scumbag. <laughs> Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. The latest Rust news real quickly on January 14th, he finally turned his phone over to authorities. Yep. And then on February 9th, Alec Baldwin went to a new movie set to act again. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he returned to acting. It's a process. The same guy that said, <laughs> I don't know if I can ever act again. Well, they someone wrote maybe on a Splendid Packet, go back to acting. <laughs> Jeez. Anything to get out of that house. Yeah, with that's true. Yeah. And then on February excuse 15th. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. Get the hell out of my way. <laughs> I'm trying to get my coffee. Excuse me. Did you touch my wife? Excuse me. <laughs> he's saying that to like the three year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's fighting the new the newborn. <laughs> During the ultrasound, don't um, break my wife. So Kyle will still be attracted. <laughs> On February fifteenth, Helena Hutchins' family brought about a wrongful death suit. 
Good. Against Alec Baldwin and, quote, others responsible for the safety on set and whose reckless behavior caused the tragedy. Good. He probably still hasn't even, like, talked to the husband since then. Because at first he was like, I've talked to him. He, I invited him to set and we, we hugged. But even Alec <laughs> seemed weirded out at talking to the husband. Yeah. Because remember, the husband said something like, we're going through this together. Yeah. And Alec's like... I don't know about you, but I have like 20 kids at home. Yeah, and I got more coming every You got day. one kid and you're <laughs> yeah. down a mom now. Yeah. We don't have the same situation at all. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to go get a beer or something to talk about no. this. No. Yeah. It's not brothers in arms. Yeah. Alec Baldwin <laughs> shot. Killed your wife. Yeah. <laughs> not to be blunt, but. Well, well, she killed herself. Oh that, that's what he said. That was his argument. Right. She told yeah. him to pull the trigger. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, that's what he said in the interview. He said yeah. he was following her directions. Like, oh, following oh, her directions. Here, yeah. like pointing right at my temple. He's like, okay. In that George Stephanopoulos <laughs> email? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the George Stephanopoulos love fest. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Why come out to speak about it now? And I'm not going to challenge you at all on anything. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying she committed suicide. Well, I'm not not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> the only deal they made was Alec had to cry, and that was all Stephanopoulos cared about. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the headline. That's the latest on the Rust case. Yeah. Just thought while we're updating everything else in the entertainment world. Might as yeah. well. Yeah. And the Bruce Willis misfire reminded me of Rust. Yes, yeah. I saw that, that uh, piece. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> because today's kind of a <laughs> what's going on in here <laughs> today's kind of a special episode we're not going to be doing a pop culture flash that was it ah uh, it's a sound effect uh, oh wait there we go but we will be having a good time hello and to start <laughs> off we're going all the way back to some other moment in time <laughs> that I don't know yet. What is it? <laughs> All right, I'll leave it up to you guys what you want to start with. I either have some in-memoriam snubs through the years. Yeah. Or infamous moments that happened at the Oscars through the years. Which one do you want to do first? We'll do, let's do infamous moments first. Okay. Yeah. I Keep think a light. good one. Yeah, a nice light. <laughs> Start light. Yeah. yeah. It's been a very light episode so far, I think. Yeah. yeah. We'll get there. We didn't have any heavy opinions about anything. Yeah. No hot takes, <laughs> no wild theories about right. money laundering in the movie business or yeah. anything. <laughs> and then Mark turns up dead next week. Yeah. <laughs> he knew too much. And Alec Baldwin's like, I think he killed himself. Yeah. Excuse me. Someone put a, a copy of Sharknado 3 through his head. <laughs> Alec Baldwin is like, Mark was on the Rust set too. That's, yeah. that's how he died. Let's we're, just lump him in. We're going through this together. <laughs> in 1973, Marlon Brando won Best Actor for The Godfather, one of the most praised, iconic performances in yeah. film history. 
Marlon Brando was pissed about Hollywood's treatment of Native Americans. Hmm. And he sent a Native American activist named Sashin Littlefeather in his place to accept the Best Actor Award. And she went up on stage and everybody was confused. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry. Excuse me. The gist of the speech was basically... It's been an abomination the way that Native Americans have been treated and depicted in the film industry. Yeah. And that's bullshit. I'm not accepting this award. Thank you, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. It's weird to me. Oh, it's not weird to me. But it was like I remember seeing that as a kid. I was like, I didn't see it live, but I just remember hearing about that. I'm like, the Godfather had nothing to do with Native Americans. Why is he doing that here? Yeah. <laughs> but brave move on brando's part yeah in a lot of ways that was unheard of at the time to do something like that yeah you know he's not wrong no i think with a lot of th- he says a lot of crazy stuff <laughs> let's be honest but well, but that was one of the ones i think that was accurate that made some sense yeah well that stuff he did with larry king later where he was kissing him on the lips <laughs> and talking about the, the jews running hollywood and stuff right. i think he kind of lost his mind at that point on the set of some the, aphasia yeah right. yeah on the set of the island of dr moreau i wouldn't sit there with a notebook quoting him. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> in 1973 he was a little more with it a little more i'm sure yeah yeah Reportedly, John Wayne was backstage and he was trying to assault Sashin Littlefeather. Now, was it assault? I've heard this before. And he got restrained by six officers. Yeah. That's what Littlefeather said to The Guardian in 2021. Wow. As she recalled that after she came off stage, he's there and like, yeah, yeah, like, like, hold me back. That kind of thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd heard that. What a monster. Who who was going to attack jo- her? John Wayne. Oh, Jesus. The Duke. John yeah. Wayne. <laughs> he was like some over the top, like pro uh, American guy who actually served no part in the military at all. That's hilarious. Yeah. And, Just played uh, one pilgrim. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to take her out. Yeah, but he didn't do anything, and he was just kind of a loudmouth prick. Yeah. I I hated that guy. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gave you a reason right there, so. <laughs> I guess so. The next incident happened in 1974. The streaker. We're going streaking! A guy ran on stage, buck naked, and he ran across the stage live. Nobody knew what was going on. Naked. Naked. Completely naked. <laughs> and then David Niven, who was one of the hosts that evening... When the guy left the stage, he quipped, but isn't it fascinating to think that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember I've seen that clip before, but it's just so weird. Someone would get in there and be able to get away with that. How did that happen? <laughs> oh, we're going to have to do a an episode about this guy. Oh, I know. The update on this guy is crazy. He was later identified as Robert Opal, a gay political activist and teacher, and he was later murdered during a robbery gone wrong about wow. five years later. <laughs> yeah. Thank God That's the robber, robbery didn't go right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was he wearing clothes during it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He pulls God. out his gun. <laughs> Hold him up. It's a shortcoming. <laughs> now we're going to jump around. Okay. We're going to go quiet a bit into the future. We're going to house a pain this bitch. House of pain section here, I was going to say. The year 2000, Angelina Jolie and her brother. That this is. The <laughs> Do they hook up after winning? Let best... them hang out once in a while. Let them, <laughs> let, let them take her brother's a date. Nothing wrong with that. After winning best supporting actress, she kissed her brother James on the lips. Yeah, and then during her speech, she said, "I'm so in love with my brother right now." Oh yeah. And, all, and she was dressed like Morticia Adams. Yeah, she she got really creepy there for a while. With after this is post Billy Bob. I think this is it was right around a, the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Where they were drinking each other's blood and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they were at the MTV Movie Awards and he's like, we fucked in the car on the way over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. They're like, what'd you say? He's like, we fucked in the car on the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a been, good Billy Bob. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the sling blade guy at the time. Yeah. Nobody could make sense of that. And they were like deathly skinny. They were like fucking skeletons. Remember yeah. That is so weird. <laughs> and she was publicly shaming her dad, John Voight. Well, you know, not, nothing wrong with that. Not now. calling him back. They had no relationship. Yeah. Even though they did Tomb Raider together. They still had no relationship. <laughs> I guess they weren't talking on the set. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I imagine being the PA in between them. Just <laughs> this is uh, some classic Holly weird yeah. stuff. Oh, this is a uh, weird, wild stuff we got here with Billy Bob and uh, John Voight. Buffalo Bill Carson. This is weird. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she great big, uh, big lip girl. <laughs> then let's jump over to 2003. Michael Moore accepts the Oscar for best documentary yep. for Bowling for Columbine. And he brought all the other documentary nominees on the stage with him. America had just invaded Iraq. And so instead of Shout giving the Iraq. normal yeah. uh, Oscar speech, he says things like, we live in fictitious times. Shame on you, Mr. Bush. And he ended the speech with, and anytime you've got the Pope and the Dixie Chicks against you, your time is up. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he blasted the president, blasted the war, and he got half and half boos and applause. Yeah. yeah. We like nonfiction and we live in fictitious times. We live in a time where we have fictitious ele election results that elects a fictitious president. We, we live in a time where we have a man sending us to war for fictitious reasons. Well, he was saying, I think I remember he, him talking about this, in the room there was like a lot of like business 
corporate people that go to the Oscars too. So they're they're scattered throughout the entire room. Also, it's not just like Hollywood elites or what you would call oh, wow. it, like liberal people. <laughs> There's a lot of like bankers and stuff that go big to the, money yeah, people, big money people that go to this. The money launders that I'm yeah. talking about before. Yeah. Right, the same ones <laughs> yeah. that are gonna kill you. making the <laughs> yeah. Bruce Willis movies. Yeah. They're gonna uh yeah, they're gonna put me at the bottom of uh Echo Park Lake or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In some trunk somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched the speech live and I remember my mom started yelling from upstairs in my house, Michael Moore yeah. is speaking for all of us. Oh, this really? This is great. <laughs> and I went to see him speak during the 2004 election in Milwaukee. Yeah. And then I met him afterwards. Yeah. I told him that story about how I watched the speech and my mom was so excited. And I mentioned, you know, she was a Chilean woman. Yeah. And Michael Moore is like, Viva Chile! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my friend went to go see him one time speak at the uh, Boston College. And uh, I wasn't there, but my friend... Uh, a friend of a friend is a real conservative and like he had a question like was like a you know a gotcha question uh-huh. and Michael Moore just fucking destroyed him like you know just whatever his point was Michael Moore was so much more educated and just so much more better at just kind of debating this guy within seconds that he just like obliterated his him. face went red and he just gave up <laughs> yeah he's an amazing speaker and writer yeah. in my opinion yeah, he's great. I I love Michael Moore when he was around, and his he still is kind of he is, but yeah. he's, it's not the same Michael Moore. No, Roger and me, Roger and me yeah. was that was the best one when where he where he kind of called out the uh, the heads of the uh, of Detroit, which is funny. At, after that, Detroit all went under, and then <laughs> <laughs> all of him, and then the U.S. fucking taxpayers bailed them out. Yep. Wow. Okay. Um, now we're gonna jump around to 2017. Jump, jump around. Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway were on the stage. Oh, yeah. Faye Dunaway grabbed the envelope from Warren Beatty after he looked confused. Yeah. And she thought he was doing a big joke. And she saw Emma Stone, Best Actress, La La Land. But she saw the words La La Land and just announced that as Best Picture. La La Land. And it turns out it was Moonlight. Yeah. (laughs) And the Academy Award... For best picture. You're awesome. <laughs> Come on. La La Land. So everyone went on stage to accept La La Land and in the middle of it, oh, correction, Moonlight won. And then the producer of La La Land had to put it out there and just say, look, uh, Moonlight won. <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> How the hell? Well, Warren Beatty, he looked like we're talking about, you know, mental incapacity and stuff. He, I don't think he's playing with a full deck over there. But he also had the instinct not to announce the winner like Faye Dunaway did. Well, the, she just wanted to get it over with. Yeah. She, she doesn't look like she's doing too well either. But, you know, they bring these uh, older folks out there and, you know, you know, like Liza Melly prop Minnelli him up. Year. Oh, that was crazy. That was sad. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know. Was she sick or what's going on? Uh, sick. That's a polite word for. Yeah. <laughs> what, did she look healthy to you? Did she look living <laughs> to you? Yeah. Did, she right. she, did she look living? Yeah. <laughs> Some puppet masters up there, like kind of just making her uh, work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> with with La La Land, the firm Price Waterhouse. For the record. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Price. 
Waterhouse. <laughs> Their only job is to tally the winners and present the envelope on Oscar night. That's yep. their only job. And this guy who thinks he looks like Matt Damon that night, this representative Jesse from Pr- Pri- no, this representative from Price Waterhouse. Yeah. He had taken a bunch of selfies with the stars. Oh, and he was in not- his Instagram, I think he said he looked like Matt Damon. He or dropped something. the ball. He dropped a ball and handed the wrong envelope. That was his one job. I know. It's baffling that people are paid for these things. Well, they're not paid well enough. Maybe that's it. Maybe people are like, hey, I'm not getting paid for this that much. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, I'm really going to make this work for me this night. Yeah. I don't give a shit about anything else. Who would see that coming? I know. It's- Nobody. They're, they're not even able to get the bare minimum done on these shows anymore. No. I remember what the, the years of like 1998, Billy Crystal would come out, say the lamest fucking jokes in the world. He would do a song do and jazz dance. Jazz hands. Jazz hands, <laughs> you know. You know, do, please play into the old, you know, silver haired uh, old women in the world. And like, no one cared. It was yeah. fine. It was fine. Play into Bob Hope's groupies. Yeah, but yeah, Lawrence, the Lawrence Well crowd. And like, that was. It's a wonderful night mm-hmm. for Oscar. Yeah. yeah. That's what he would sing. Yeah. And go into a song and dance. It's a good will hunting. Right. You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Titanic is best picture. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The piano. The piano. He just do stuff like that where he just like, it was like Weird Al Yankovic, but like like a song and dance. It's the crying (laughs) game. (laughs) (laughs) He'd do moves for like eight years before. (laughs) And sometimes it would be so lame. Like, that's why this beauty is a champ. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about American beauty. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, God, I just want to throw up. No, exactly. But that was fine. But he could deliver, you know, a zinger. I like when Billy Crystal is on. He delivers a good zinger. Yeah. And that's it. He moves on. He's Mr. Nobody Saturday slapped Night. him. Some yeah. of the song and dance, there's a couple moments that are funny in the songs, but. It's playful, <laughs> innocuous, and no, it doesn't really matter. But I don't know what happened, you know, with the Oscar to turn into a fucking train wreck. Where nobody even wants to host it. No one wants Except to be, for Amy Schumer. No one wants to be there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Except for Amy Schumer. <laughs> Except for yeah. Amy Schumer. For some, and no one wants her there. Who I can't, miss anything I was eating. <laughs> can't even come up with anything to say after the most infamous craziest incident just happened on your Oscar telecast. Yeah. The gift. The gift that, for fodder. Exactly. That was right there. Like that's something to talk about at least. Yeah. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> it, I'm glad I didn't watch it. I didn't even watch the, this year's Oscars. I was at a Starbucks writing on my computer and it came up on Twitter and I was like, holy shit. That's yeah. much more productive. Yeah. What you were doing. <laughs> yeah. Spending four hours watching that horrible fucking show. Yeah. We actually have one more shocking moment. Get out of here. In 1989, this producer named Alan Carr, who had produced Grease years earlier, was hired to produce the Oscars. Yeah. And he decided, let's get rid of hosts. So instead, he had a bunch of celebrities walk the audience through the ceremony. Walk them out of the place. Yeah. <laughs> and he decided to start off with the character of Snow White, who was played by an unknown actress named Eileen Bowman. And she came out. First thing, and started singing the song, I Only Have Eyes for You, in a really shrill voice. Wait, what does that have to do with Snow White, though? Nothing. Okay. (laughs) His idea was, we're at the Coconut Grove, and this is classic Hollywood. The story is Snow White. She left her hometown and is now going to make it in Hollywood. Oh, God. And then Merv Griffin came out and started singing his signature hit, I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconuts. 
I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. What year was this? 1989. Oh, my God. And then he introduced a bunch of Golden Age stars like Dorothy Lamour, Sid Charisse, Alice Faye, Roy Rogers, like the drink, and Dale Evans. The thing is, though, they all looked like they were 100 years old. Oh, so geez. the audience was aghast. Because they weren't. Everyone was really old. Yeah. (laughs) So it it was just kind of weird to do this segment where you're supposed to be wowing the audience, but really it's kind of depressing. (laughs) They trotted out really fast, like too fast, kind of like that Andy Kaufman bit where he had that old lady riding the (laughs) toy horse. And and you think she's going to die of a heart attack? (laughs) That's what this segment was like. Then Merv Griffin introduces Snow White to her blind date. What? Rob Lowe. Yes. And so Rob Lowe came out, and I have a clip. Snow White. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Lowe, I'm such a fan. Really? Well, I'm a big fan of yours, Snow, but you know, there's so much I'd like to know about you. Used to work on Walt Disney, starring in cartoons every night and day. But you said goodbye oh my God. to Grumpy and Sleepy. <laughs> Left the dwarves behind, came to town to stay. Not exactly Tony Bennett. Well, no one, no one tells good-looking people that they're bad at stuff. Yeah. Listen to the lyrics. It's movie themed. The That's can I, horrible. Can I, John Fogarty is spinning in his grave and he's not even dead. I know. He's, he's there. <laughs> can I make a hot take here? Yeah. I enjoyed that more than any Oscars in the past four years. <laughs> and, 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 and any, you know, two minute segment in the of any Oscars. Agreed. And when you hear some of the aftermath, it actually is somewhat relevant. The aftermath of that little yeah, that ditty? opening number. Yeah. So they go on to sing some more and blah, blah, Horrible blah. Shit, yeah. yeah. And it goes on for like 15 minutes. Oh, my God. The whole opening. That and 50 seconds was way too long. I know. And then when you look at the clip, on, you can see it on YouTube. There's people in the audience like Tom Hanks, Martin Landau. She goes right up to them. <laughs> they are so embarrassed to be seen <laughs> really? on camera with Snow White. Oh, yeah, okay. it said Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Like all these people yeah. were just like not into Mortified. it. Tom Hanks, yeah, you yeah. said that. <laughs> she ended singing Hooray for Hollywood in a really big number where it feels like you're tripping. Yeah. Like Beauty and the Beast, like d- dancing utensils. Yeah. <laughs> she was found dead in a dumpster four months later. Yeah. Four Vanilla. minutes later. <laughs> yeah, four minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, the Hollywood establishment thought this was unbecoming of the Oscars. Really? Because... It's not a it, variety show. It's a, it should be a dignified affair. And that was a travesty. This year's like, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> so there was an open letter signed by 17 prominent Hollywood figures, including past Academy president Gregory Peck, the legendary actor. Legend. And they proclaimed that the ceremony was, quote, an embarrassment to both the Academy and the entire motion picture industry. It is neither fitting nor acceptable that the best work in motion pictures be acknowledged in such a demeaning fashion wow end quote if they were around today that's what i'm saying they'd be spinning Compare that to the will smith thing unbelievable this was just a silly number okay you didn't like it who's it hurting 
I don't see this open letter being signed by anyone about the assault at the Oscars this year. Well, you never know. It's only been a week, so maybe we're just seeing what's going to start happening. True. I don't know. It's a weird It's a weird thing. With Will Smith resigning from the Academy, that means he can never get nominated again? No, you don't, you don't have to be a member to be nominated, but you, you have to be a member to vote, right? I guess. It feels like it. He will not be able to be well, to bring up Anna right. Panquin and the piano. She won when she was like 12. And I don't know if she was a member of the fucking true Academy Award yeah. ceremony. Whatever. So maybe that's what we're waiting on to see if the Academy. Honestly, I don't know how it works. Yeah, I think they make up the rules. So this could along. just be a gesture like, oh, I resigned, but like nothing is going to change. There's no precedent, though. No one has really broken the rules that egregiously at other Oscar ceremonies during the live broadcast. Yeah, nobody's yeah. been attacked during the broadcast. Before. Like the <laughs> there was the naked guy, but he wasn't in the industry. Yeah, who's the, the guy when Bob Dylan was playing? He 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 uh, he wrote "Soy Bomb" on his chest, <laughs> and he came, he came out during the Oscars. Is it? Oh, or is that the Grammys? I'm thinking I, that's yeah. probably <laughs> probably the Grammys. <laughs> and everyone's like, "What the fuck does soy bomb mean?" And it was just a guy who was shirtless yeah, saying was he's a bomb in oh, Spanish. Yeah. Okay, soy bomb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I am bomb. I am bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> wow, Bob Dylan, the pro he is. You speak about Chris Rock. He just kept playing. He's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, let the soy bomb go. Soy bomb. <laughs> he's seen way crazier. Oh than yeah, that. he's lived it. <laughs> um. Okay, so Frank Wells, who was the then president of the Walt Disney Company, lodged a formal complaint. And what? Disney sued the Oscars for copyright infringement <laughs> That's hilarious. and dilution of business reputation. Wow. And two weeks later, Mark, yeah. dun da da Rob Lowe's sex tape surfaced. Oh, so this is before that. Okay. This is two weeks before. Got it. Wow. And he was with a minor in that tape. Oh, yeah. boy. Not a major. A Democratic, <laughs> uh, a Democratic convention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oof. At the DNC. Jeez. Everything was very weird with that matching up everything yeah he was a uh, scandal plagued until wayne's world never stopped working though and wayne's world was such a huge hit yeah it just propelled him to a, another phase of his career like which more was comedy um, comedy yeah, movies yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it really didn't hurt him at all he tommy boy he failed up yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he failed up for sure yeah. <laughs> A year later, Billy Crystal hosted the Oscars for the first time. Hello, my lady. And Hello, he my came out, <laughs> received a standing ovation, and his first line was, are you happy to see me, or are you just glad I'm not Snow White? Oh, uh, you addressed it. See, that's what Amy Schumer should have done. Yeah. yeah. And then producer Alan Carr never worked in Hollywood again. <laughs> and the Oscars, done. the Oscars didn't go without a host until 2019. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, that's maybe it just has its its uh, peaks and valleys, and we're just seeing a valley, you know, of the Oscars, and it's going to come back around. Probably. I used to love it as a kid. It was it was it great. was a big glamorous affair, and it yeah. would you would watch it for the jokes. Billy Crystal hosted. Steve Martin hosted. Yeah. Whoopi, you know, she wasn't David as Letterman, funny. But, but that was Letterman that. was <laughs> yeah. really funny. Yeah. Uh, they said his was bad because he kept doing that Oprah Uba, Uma Uba, joke. Uba, yeah, yeah. Oprah Uma. Yeah. But bad he joke. really was funny. It was the usual Letterman shtick. Uh, guinea gum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he adapted stupid pet Isn't tricks. Is that right, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He adapted stupid pet tricks for the for academy. The Oscars, yeah. 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 Big deal. 
So yeah, those are that was the final infamous moment. Carr ended up dying uh, in 1999 of liver cancer. <laughs> I think he just probably drank himself to death. <laughs> Imagine that. That's that's the thing that you you live on the rest of your life. That one show, like suicide. You think. Could be like like a, like a leaving Las Vegas, but over like fifteen yeah. years. They said he uh, Alan Carr left his mark on not only the Oscars but in award show history because it was his decision to change the phrase and the winner is to and the Oscar goes to, and it's become the norm for award shows in general, not just for the Oscars. He also hired Bruce Valanche as head comedy writer for the show, <laughs> a job which Valanche still held as of 2015. Um, One of the best joke the, writers in he, the business. He writes yeah. patterns. Yeah, I remember yeah. that people used to make fun of him because he was like a hack. Kind he of was on thing. Hollywood Square. Yeah, he was like yeah. always Center Square. Him and Whoopi Goldberg, I think, like traded yeah. off. Okay, a hack, <laughs> but with a pretty amazing career. Yeah, he made a bunch of money. Like, oh, and yeah. he would write for everyone from Robin Williams. He dressed to really wacky. Remember seeing how he dressed? He like always had a yeah. shirt on. Yeah, yeah, a shirt on. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> no, what I mean is he would have a wacky shirt on. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was always what shirt is he wearing? Like today? who farted T-shirt yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember him with the big beard and stuff, and he just he looks he good. looks weird, he looks quirky without the beard. Though. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. sure does. Yeah. Besides that, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this shirt he has says, I'm not Santa, but you can sit on my lap anyway. And he's on the red carpet at a Toys for Tots, um, benefit. Uh -oh. <laughs> okay, um, we okay. might need to investigate <laughs> Bruce Valanche <laughs> <in a> later <laughs> day. <laughs> By the way, you can look up on YouTube him talking about the Snow White incident. Oh, okay. that's funny. Because it was his idea. Not his idea, but he was there for okay. it and he just was thrown into it. Yeah. I have a friend that knows him really well and says he's like the best guy ever. Oh, oh he, nice. he seems nice. like he would be fun to have a beer with. Yeah. yeah. He probably tells you lots of jokes. I bet. <laughs> yeah, he's running bits. Yeah, yeah nonstop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might get a little too much out. Right. Yeah. Okay, so those were some big infamous moments. Yeah. There's more, but, you know, those were the... The fun ones, as I call it. Yeah, the broad strokes. <laughs> now some in-memoriam snubs from this year. Norm MacDonald, Ed Asner. Wait, in the in-memoriam, no Norm MacDonald? Nope. What? I mean, I'm not really surprised at that, but Ed Asner, that's I, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Elf Alone. Yeah. Is that it? Was that the only movie he was ever in? <laughs> <laughs> he was in a bunch of stuff. I, he, was, he was like Bruce Willis, actually, at the end, appearing in everything yeah. as an old guy. Yeah. Bob Saget. The Oscars doesn't respect comedy. No, they it doesn't don't. doesn't respect comedians. They don't even have a comedy category. That's so dumb. Yeah. Comedies never get recognized, or it's rare. Even the Golden Globes, they have like a... What is their category? It's best like best comedy, comedy or, or musical. Musical. What the fuck is that? A, <laughs> it's so, that's like, from like the 1910s. The Hangover is next to Cabaret. Makes no yeah. sense, yeah. They're not even similar at <laughs> <Yes>. all. <laughs> it should be a different metric. Yeah. In recent years, other snubs include Stanley Donnan, who, you know, he directed a little movie called Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Anybody? Hello. Hello. Uh, Luke Perry. Yeah, he was That's in uh, uh, the, the Once Upon a Time Once in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. Uh, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love Buffy the Vampire That's the, the first one. The movie I love, the TV show I didn't really care Agreed. About. Yeah. I grew up with Buffy. I'm a big Christy Swanson. Love Christy Swanson. She turned into a right wing maniac, but you know. Oh, I don't even know about that. Holy <laughs> oh shit. my god! Yeah, she okay. she's nuts, dude. I'll be googling that later. Yes, <laughs> uh, Vern Troyer. 
Oh yeah. Our, no one's going to be going to the Mads for that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arlie Ermy from Full Metal Jacket. What? Gene Wilder. That's a shock. That is a shocker. Gene w- Willy Wonka. Why the, the fuck? The producers. The producers. That's insane. That it really is. He must have really pissed someone off. The same High people up. that were making the Bruce Willis movies. Maybe. Florence Henderson. Yeah. Gary Shandling. He made such great movies like What Planet Are <laughs> yeah. You From? That, that's what made him stop doing movies. That's an outrage. No, the, oh, yeah I, yeah. I heard that. Well, that was in the documentary. It was in the documentary that he hated yeah. that movie. That it, it is a weird movie. I, there's a weird movie he was in one time called Hurley Burley with uh, I've Sean seen that. Penn. I, in, in Chaz Palminteri, of all people. I, I like that movie. Yeah, it's based on that play from the 80s. Yeah. There was real hip. Yeah, it was really Kevin Spacey. It, it's really all about a bunch of aging weirdos in L.A. that yeah. are just like hanging out together with guys and Lifeless. like young girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really sad existence. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like and they nailed it exactly. And different levels of success yeah. and hangers on. They're not exactly stars, but they're just kind of like vultures. Oh that, my god! Yeah. I just thought of Anna Paquin in that movie. Yeah, so sick. She was like fourteen in that. She's like goes to that house and she's gonna just crash there. For for a while. Yeah, she's like a sex slave or something. It's so it's awful. very weird. Uh, okay, <laughs> other snubs. Anyways. Anton Yelchin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez. You, Star you get, Trek. You get squished by a car. You don't even get mentioned at the Oscars. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, Chrysler was uh, was running all the advertising for that, that year. Oh, yeah. okay. And they, they were suing Chrysler. Yeah. So. <laughs> that under the rug. Um, <laughs> Class action. Prince. Purple Rain, anybody? Yeah. John Hurt. Elephant Man. That's that's absurd. Joan Rivers. Come on, that Spaceballs. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> Elaine Stritch. I, Joan Rivers had even hosted the Oscars before, so I, that's. I don't know if she hosted. She didn't. I don't think she officially hosted. I know jo- Johnny Carson did. I'm not gonna. And she did whatever Johnny Carson. I'm did. Not gonna die on that hill, but I don't think she ever hosted. Mm-hmm. No, she always did like the red carpet. Yeah, stuff. she shit yeah. on everyone's dresses. Yeah. And stuff. Oh my god, what are you wearing? Oh my god, look at that. You Who look, are you wearing? You look like hell. <laughs> I, I love when she did that. Oh, you look fantastic. When are you do? And then the actress <laughs> would be like, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> oh my god, you look fabulous. Anyway. Melissa, we're going over to you now. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> the uh, Academy said, Joan Rivers is among the many worthy artists and filmmakers we were unfortunately unable to feature in the In Memoriam segment segment of this year's Oscar show. She is, however, included in our In Memoriam gallery on Oscar.com. Which nobody has ever gone to. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's going to go to that? They have zero views right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, you know, the... Live telecast where there's a billion people watching. I think that's a more prominent spot for it. Although nowadays it's more like 500 people watching, but yeah. besides that. I know, yeah, there's, there's like no one watching. Compare the people watching the smack on YouTube to live. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's not it's, even close. It's not the, even the, close. the Twitter back and forth is way more going on than anyone watching the actual show. Yeah. And then uh, we have some other in memoriam snubs. Phyllis Diller. Again, they don't like comedy. Yeah. Clearly, that this yeah. is what this list is showing. It's a pattern. Yeah. Corey Haim. <laughs> People, they clearly don't Say like comedy. Say what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas, The Lost Boys. License to Drive. License to Drive. <laughs> with a young Heather Graham. Yeah. And it has that Billy Ocean song. 
Get out of my dreams yeah, yeah. and into my car. I, I like the last line of that where he's like, "Hey, here you can you can borrow the car." He's like, "I don't need your car, Dad. I have a Mercedes." And it's it's the girl's name oh, Mercedes. Yeah. Heather Graham's name's Mercedes, and that it's so dumb. <laughs> it's like a kid friendly, watered down risky business. Well, the the main thing, yeah, kind of like they just want to go to Archie's. They want to go to that stupid like drive through restaurant but it's fun it's it's, it's fine it's harmless yeah. 80s it's also like uh adventures and babysitting or something right. like that yeah and then farrah fawcett that's crazy she got snubbed twice because when farrah fawcett died michael jackson died the same day and so nobody even talked about her dying and then all of a sudden she doesn't even get a mention in the oscars gallery she, I mean, right maybe her and or ryan o'neill piss someone off yeah politics go on behind the scenes sometimes ryan o'neill a lot of hot takes yeah, that is a hot take, but you're right. <laughs> Ryan O'Neill has pissed everybody off I at bet some point. Everyone, he's yeah. a big prick, and he's a, he <laughs> he had a lot of sex with underage girls like Melanie Griffith. Yep. when it was his uh, his daughter's friend. Damn. Yeah, when she was like 15. Right, and Kyle, do you know this? His daughter Tatum O'Neill was the youngest winner of the Best Supporting Actress Oscar for Peter Bogdanovich's, who just died recently as well. Yeah, for his movie Paper Moon, and yeah. he was oh. jealous of her. Of course, because he's, he, he's he, a dirt He bag. resented her after she won. <laughs> yeah. What a so ridiculous! What a bad father. Jesus. He he probably fucked up Kubrick's uh, uh, that big movie Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. He probably fucked that up too. That's his least honored movie. You didn't see him too much after that, did no, you? No. Yeah. No, not at all. He was in Malibu's Most Wanted with Jamie Kennedy. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna end our little Oscars adventure. Okay. With some posthumous nominations and winners. Yes. Y'all ready for this? Posthumous Mortal We do this for like another half an hour. Alejandro's like, okay, okay. Yeah, I could dance to Mortal Kombat theme all night long. It's going to be my wedding, Mortal Kombat theme. That's our wedding song. What does he say instead? Not whoopsie, but. Toasty. Yeah, toasty. I saw an interview with the guy that did that. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like a real person. He made the game? They use his real face saying toasty for the. The Mortal Kombat. In the game. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. Toasty guy. Look Toast, it up. Toasty. I'm not going to bore you with Shout the story. Shout out to Toasty huh? guy. <laughs> now let's get to the posthumous nominations and winners. Yeah. The first one that I came across that was interesting, George Gershwin died on July 11th, 1937, age 38. Oh, wow. So young. And for the younger listeners, he was a composer known for Rhapsody in Blue, American in Paris, a bunch of songs. The song from Manhattan, basically. Yeah. Woody Allen's Manhattan. I got Gershwin songs in my, in my movie. <laughs> Insert Woody Allen joke, which yeah. I'm not about to do. No. Uh, Summertime, the song. You know, I've got rhythm, a yep. bunch of stuff. In early 1937, though, he began to complain about blinding headaches and he would smell burning rubber. And during a live performance, he suffered problems with coordination and blackouts. He started living with his brother, Ira, who would, he often collaborated with, and Ira's wife. She would notice his severe mood swings and be bothered by it. 
Then on July 9th, 1937, he collapsed while working on the score for some movie called The Goodwin Follies. Ah, Not real memorable. Yeah. He had done all the Fred Astaire movies, among other things. So he collapsed and was rushed to Cedars of Lebanon and then fell into a coma. Jeez. And they discovered he had a brain tumor. God. Mm -hmm. All that time. And it, it is a tumor. There was this renowned <laughs> doctor named Walter Dandy who was summoned with the help of the White House and the Coast Guard, summoned from a boat trip in the Chesapeake Bay and flew immediately to L.A. to perform brain surgery on Gershwin. Wow. He, oh, he was in L.A. Okay. Cedars of Lebanon. That's the. Oh, that's, that's like they Cedars, Cedars Sinai. 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 Okay, yeah. And Gershwin died. He died uh, mere hours after the tumor was removed. Jeez. And so this was 1937. And in 1938, he received his sole Oscar nomination for original song for the movie Shall We Dance, uh, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers picture. And the song was They Can't Take That Away From Me. He died two months after that film's release. Mm, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Damn. What a bad death. That's brutal. The next one I came across that was interesting, Sidney Howard, a Pulitzer Prize winning playwright and screenwriter, and he was the first posthumous winner. He was such a successful writer, he appeared on the cover of Time magazine in 1937. Damn. He wrote Gone with the Wind. Oh, wow. And he adapted it from the Margaret Mitchell book, which was a huge hit, and wrote the screenplay for the movie. This guy loved the rural life, and he lived on a 700-acre farm in... Help me with the pronunciation here. Tearingham, Massachusetts? I, I don't even Tearingham. know. Tearingham. Tearingham. I don't think that's okay. a real town. It is. That sounds like a fictional town. And listen to this. He was crushed to death in his garage by a two and a half ton tractor. Damn. He was messing with the ignition switch and cranking on the engine to start when it lurched forward, pinning him against the wall. Ouch. Okay, I'm seeing this now. This is it's, like it's in Berkshire County. Yeah, Berkshire. Yeah, it's, okay. it's like people just call it the Berkshires. It's That's near where I went to college, kind of. Okay. Yeah. So it does exist. It it's does. A, it's a very hippie, crunchy Western mass. It's you know. You making a joke here? Crunchy? Because he was crushed by a tractor. That's that's exactly why I said that. Mark, come on, be nice. It's, it's yeah. a skull crunchy uh, area. It's south of Pittsfield, which is like um, the pits. It's the pits. Yeah, maybe. yeah. It's where the Pittsfield like Mets they, used to play. They do oh. uh, well. They do Tanglewood out there. That's where they do. Uh, John Williams comes and does like um, oh, concerts. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. It's very boring. Where they record the sound effects for Avatar or something. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Avatar Five, which is coming to theaters and. Never. Ten, ten years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James Cameron makes a movie every 30 years. Now. I know. Yeah. He's like Terrence Malick. It's straight to DVD. It's uh, starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's starring VOD. Yeah. Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so be in Redbox. The only. ghost of Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Shout Not out to Bruce yet. Willis. Yeah. <laughs> he's still kicking around. Kyle. He's yeah. still breathing. I know, but right. it's the ghost of yeah. who he used Okay. To be. Anyway. He's breakable. <laughs> That was very deep. Yeah. Yeah. The ghost of who he used to be. Yes. Sidney Howard's daughter was named Jennifer, and she married Samuel Goldwyn Jr., Ooh. the son of the legendary producer. MGM. Who, who produced uh, Best Years of Our Lives, among other things. Wow. And their son is the actor Tony, Tony Goldwyn. You knew that. Ghost. Yeah. And Scandal, the show, a bunch of other things. Yeah, he's a well-known actor. He's not bad. He's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen him be terrible in anything. Oh, no. I've seen him. Yeah. I, he uh 
He's of the actual Goldwyn lineage, huh? Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's not just a name he tacked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Just for showbiz. Yeah. He's well, not like uh, Whitney Houston's <laughs> sister-in-law that is named Houston, even though oh, yeah, she, she has nothing it. to do what with the What if I just Houstons? changed my name to Goldwyn? That'd yeah. <laughs> well, dude, that's why uh, I think Sam Morell was just talking about this on a podcast where he was talking about Whoopi Goldberg because she was like getting canceled or whatever for like the, her Jewish remarks. Right. <laughs> Where Hitler wasn't racist or something. No, and he's the, like, the Holocaust is... wasn't about race. Okay. Right. And he's like, this is weird coming from someone who literally took on like a Jewish name <laughs> to enter the entertainment industry because <laughs> that's not her name. Oh, I know. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Oh, really? She wasn't named Whoopi at birth? Yeah. <laughs> Karen Elaine Johnson is her name. But she wanted to make it an entertainment, so she's like Whoopi Goldberg. I some kind <laughs> sometimes respect the people that just change their entire name and personality. That really worked for her. Could you imagine the Sister Act poster where it says Karen Johnson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just worked marketing wise. Whoopi, Whoopi and yeah. Sister Act. Yeah, yeah. And whatever, uh, what was that movie? Something Rex. No, <laughs> the, the dinosaur the- Theodore Rex. <laughs> what, what I that? knew that name really fast. Yeah, you did. What, what is that? She tried to get out of it and sued the makers of it, but then a court said she still had to make the movie contractually. <laughs> so she made this movie under protest called Theodore Rex that was supposed to be in theaters, but went straight to video what? in the mid nineties. Oh my god, the poster! I used to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> straight to Redbox. <laughs> Oh, but that's the guy. Wait, is that a movie from the TV show, The Dinosaurs? No, no but it looks oh, like it. looks it. like the same dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, except it was lower quality than Dinosaurs, really? I think. Yeah. They didn't have much of a Dinosaurs budget. was a good show for Saturday morning cartoons. I yeah, hell loved yeah. it growing yeah. up. It was shout out, shout a part of TGIF. It was. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. I thought it was Saturday morning cartoons. No. No, TGIF. Was... It was with Family Matters and... Uh, oh. Step by step, step by so step, good. Yeah. So good. Day by day. Was Full House? Yeah. Remember the no, weird? It was. Uh, yeah, I think for a time. Was? Yeah. But then it was moved to Tuesday nights, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Later in its run. Who's? What was the? Pa- oh, Patrick Duffy was on Step by Step. Yes. yes. Remember the weird cousin who lives in the van in the fucking driveway? Oh, yeah. Was... What the fuck was that guy? That, they had some explaining to do yeah. with, with that one. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Patrick Duffy's parents in real life were brutally murdered at a bar they owned in the 1980s. <laughs> God. And we will Don't be talking more about that in our future parents episode. of celebrities episode. Yes. And I'm not joking. That will be an episode. Yeah, it's well, be. it's gotta be. Yeah. Uh Cody, the code man. The code yeah. man lived yeah. in the van outside. Yeah. <laughs> Down by the river. <laughs> Maybe that's where Farley got that bit. Yeah. Well, that, uh, Bob Odenkirk actually wrote that bit. Oh, really? True. For Second City, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So back to Sidney Howard. He won the Oscar for Gone with the Wind for writing it. And wasn't able to show up at the Oscars because he was crushed by a tractor. <laughs> Whoops. And then we're going to fast forward. <laughs> we're going to fast forward now to 1955. Ooh. An actor you might have heard of named James Dean. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Rebel with, without a cause. With, yeah, he had a lot of causes, though, yeah. I think, in real life. But Rebel without a consciousness. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Rebel without a pulse. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Without a brainwave. <laughs> he died at the age of twenty-four. 
I know. He was? Yeah. I thought he was in his 30s. No. That's crazy. Yeah, we wish. Wow. We might feel better about ourselves. People lived more in their younger years back then. I guess so. Lived fast. Oh, really lived fast. Yeah. Yeah. So fast he crashed his Porsche into the passenger (laughs) side of a Ford Tudor. You're tearing me apart. In in the Salinas Road Race near San Luis Obispo, California. SLO. Did you guys know there was another passenger in the car that survived? No. It was a German mechanic named Rolf Wutterich. Uh, it's like need Smith to check over his there. papers. Wutterich's like Smith over there. What was the name in that other episode? The German, like, Hammerschlagen or something? <laughs> yeah, who, which one was that? <laughs> I don't know. One of the <laughs> investigators in the Bob Oh, yeah, the like, Bob Crane. Like, Hammerschlagen. or yeah. yes. <laughs> Hamschlong? <laughs> <laughs> hey, check out my Hamschlong. <laughs> Did you order the Hamschlong? <laughs> so, Where was he between 1940 and 1945? I, I want to know. Let's check in on him. Yeah. Uh, Rolf was thrown from the vehicle and survived, but James Dean did not survive. And listen to this. The only one of the three movies that he was alive to see was East of Eden. He's like John Cazale, like, which he like did like a great body of work, but died like you know even before... Yeah. The Godfather came out, or Dog Day Afternoon, or something like that. Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter, yeah. And all the movies he appeared in were all nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. The only movies he appeared he played, in. He played Fredo, if anyone doesn't know who I'm talking about. And uh, I went back to Revere, Massachusetts, where my family's living uh, right now. And there's a big mural to him because he's from Revere, Massachusetts. We wow. T- Alex Rocco? Uh, n- no, no, John not Cazell. Oh, John yeah, Cazell, yeah. yeah, who played Fredo? Fredo. A lot of Boston ties because yeah. uh, Alex well, Rocco. Kyle doesn't really know the Godfather movies. Either. Oh yeah, he no. doesn't know. So he doesn't know Fredo from Alfredo. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so James Dean died on September thirtieth, nineteen fifty-five, and East of Eden was released in March nineteen fifty-five. So he could have seen that, but Rebel Without a Cause was released in October nineteen fifty-five, right after he died, and then. Giant was released a year later, October 1956. My Giant? Let's be honest. No, just Giant. (laughs) No, the the little Giant he was in. It's like the Facebook Billy Chris was like, let's add a my to it. It's cleaner. (laughs) Yeah, my Giant. (laughs) It's not cleaner, but it's better. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's in no way cleaner, but I like it. And then get this. James Dean was nominated for Best Actor two years in a row, both years posthumously. Wow. For East of Eden and Giant. Mm. Two Oscar nominations, dead for both of them. Are you getting this? That's crazy. Uh, His Porsche 550 Spider was nicknamed the Little Bastard. Little bastard, we can't, little have bastard. You, we can't have you, James. Little bastard, the little bastard killed him. Yeah. <laughs> the Star Killer. Walt Disney. Bet you didn't know he'd be on this list. Ten days after his 65th birthday, <laughs> he's no longer with us. Yeah. Ten days after he turned 65, he died. Wow. He was a heavy smoker. He had lung cancer. And he won for Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day in 1968. He won the Oscar for Best Animated Short. And so that was a couple of years after he died, because he died December 15th, 1966. Wow. Disneyland opened in 55, so he was able to see that through a little bit. Yeah. But he didn't see Disney World. That opened in 71. And the last movie he was working on was The Jungle Book. Yeah. 
An urban legend says that Disney arranged to have himself frozen yep. in a cryonic chamber full of liquid nitrogen when he died. <laughs> I heard that that's what inspired the movie Frozen that they that Disney wound up doing. <laughs> no, the, the Frozen. Yeah, you're making it a joke. No, but really, there's a rumor that they made Frozen so that when you Google it, that Disney movie will come up. Yes. Oh, really? And not Walt Disney. It, that's so a, when, you, when you Google theory. Walt Disney what? Frozen, that movie's going to come up, not his. Yes. The fact that he was that's frozen so in that real I, life. And as a joke, stumbled on what. It, it's yeah. a conspiracy theory that people have really gone wild <laughs> with online. Yeah. yeah. And unlike the Bruce Willis projects, this fake movie really took off. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. I still never watched it the full way through. I Me just, neither. Oh, I don't I like it. that. You really love it? Yeah. I think it's great. You. How old are your uh, kids? <laughs> I don't know. They're... they're they're at Disney World right oh, now. Oh yeah, you they're don't have any other people. Yeah. So why the hell are you a fan of Frozen? Big fan <laughs> of Coco as well. He just likes going to. The I park. love hot cocoa too, especially on a cold day. Hello, Coco. Yeah. Oh. Loco for Yoko's Coco. I, I, <laughs> I like Coco also. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen it, so I'm ashamed. It's all about death. It's great. Yeah. All right, I'll watch it now. It's perfect for kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks good. I just haven't gotten around to seeing it. Well, and it's cool that you like Frozen. I'm sorry yeah. to give you a hard time. That's okay. But I um, really roasted him. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Snopes.com has debunked that, though. They say that the death certificate for Walt Disney shows that he was, in fact, cremated two days after his death. Really? So two days he was so it's another set a it's fire. another conspiracy theory that he's frozen underneath uh Disney World. That's what people say. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Epcot Center In or the something. Denver Airport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on, Spencer Tracy. Drunk, bad drunk. Born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, by the way. The, the, so, of course, he's a beer. bad drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's just uh, putting that beer right in his throat. Yeah, he had very poor health into his 60s, and he was married famously to Catherine Hepburn. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he <laughs> collapsed 17 days after completing work on the film Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with oh. Sidney Poitier. It was too much for him to take. Who yeah. I famously <laughs> said uh, he should have slapped the shit out of Al Jolson. Yes, <laughs> you did. Even though they were nowhere close in time. <laughs> yeah. And that was a rabbit hole we weren't going <laughs> to yeah. go down uh, we had, again. We, we had a chalkboard. We were just showing Kyle the difference in times and between the, these people's existence. Mind blowing. You're mind blowing. Yeah. Al Jolson is no longer with us. Good. Kyle, yeah. just so you know. Rest in, in peace. In her book, Catherine Hepburn wrote, just as I was about to give the door a push, there was a the sound of a cup smashing to the floor. A loud clump, and she walked in and found him dead. The clumps. He he had won two Oscars before, but posthumously lost to Rod Steiger for In the Heat of the Night. Mm. It's got to hurt when you're dead and you lose an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> he, he died in June 67. That stings. And, and that ceremony was in 68. But Catherine Summer Hepburn love. did win Best Actress. Oh. For Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. I won. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was the only. This speech. Oscar's heavy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am rickety. <laughs> Keep my husband's name out of your fucking <laughs> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Good movie, by the way. Guess who's coming to dinner? It's I've heard dated, they, but didn't, didn't Nash and Kutcher do an update? Ugh, yeah. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. Why even? He's hot off of the Steve Jobs movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a oh, time. Oh, was that when he was with the black family or whatever? Yeah. Oh, I saw that in the theaters. Oh, it boy. was awful. That was you? Yeah, it was Bernie Mac, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Bernie Mac, but well, motherfucker. he didn't do the best uh, movies before he died. Bad Santa, though. Great movie. That, that was, there's you're a curse right. of Bad Santa they've talked about. I stand uh, corrected. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us what is the curse of Bad Santa? Just to, It's basically just a couple actors from that movie died. John Ritter. John Ritter. Famously, when my mom came out here, she she didn't want to go anywhere besides the hospital where John Ritter died. Right. <laughs> uh, which is what normal people do. St. Joe's. St. Joe's, yeah. Um, in Burbank. In, in Burbank. And also Bernie Mac died. Yeah. yeah. That was a sad one. I mean, John Ritter was sad, too. Oh, very sad. Yeah. I'll tell you why Bernie Mac was more sad for me, because I've I've watched a stand-up act before, and I, which I really like, and he uh, he was taking care of like a lot of his daughter's kids, and he had a lot of responsible people that were like, yeah. you know, he was providing for, and I really felt bad that he died. I, I hope they're okay. And Shout both of them seemed like really nice guys. Nice guys, yeah. Not just Hollywood nice, either. Exactly. Okay, so that's Spencer Tracy, and by the way, did you know that Kevin Spacey took his name from him? What? He combined Spencer and Tracy for Spacey. See, these Are people, you fucking kidding these me? People just contrive their entire You like, thought Whoopi was wild. Yeah. Good God. The next one on the list is Peter Finch. He Finchie. died in between the movie Network, in between that movie's release in November 1976 and the Oscar ceremony in March 1977. Wow. He died on January 14th. To remind people, he played anchorman Howard Beale. Get out of your chairs. In Sidney Lumet's network, the character in the movie is sick of being exploited and has an on-air meltdown. And he's famous for the line, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Yes. Uh, the so be- good. The best story I've ever heard on any talk show ever is Peter O'Toole talking about his drinking days with Peter Finch. I, we could either play this story, or I could just tell you about it. Sure. We, whatever you prefer. Um, this is something I sent to a friend, actually, recently. So I, <laughs> I loved it so much. Uh, Kyle, I just sent you the, uh, the YouTube video. You, you are of the heritage, heritage, and the, heritage and the, and the time, time where If you ever wonder what it's like to take acid, something, something this is it. Yeah. And when you were doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about drinking and stuff. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> of course. Uh, and and when, uh, when you would go out for an evening... Anything ever untoward happened? Like, would you, uh, the next day, would you wake up in a... Well into his 70s or 80s here. Yeah. Well, there's one in particular which I'm fond of. It's my friend, the late Peter Finch. Mm -hmm. And we were in Dublin together on the Lash. What's the Lash? Lash? Oh, okay. (laughs) Lash? That means usually having a drop of something cheerful. I see. Uh-huh. 
and then doing a lot of leaping and shrieking and saying, why not? <laughs> so Molly. And Finchie yeah. was leave, living about uh, a few miles out of Dublin, and I went back with him to his house where we were going to spend the night, and it was not too late, about four-ish. This old guy just got hammered. Yeah. yeah. And there was a tiny little hole-in-the-wall bar, and we thought we'd just drop in for the, the last one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we went in, and we had a couple of drinks. Matthew Broderick is the sitting there. <laughs> there was a tiny little really <laughs> I'm driving. She said, um, boys... You've had enough. You're having no more. So Finchie and I said, no, 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 no. We're having much more. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 says he. You're out. So we bought the bar. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, that was good. (laughs) They hit it hard back in the day. I've heard the rationale was these guys, they got a... They survived World War II, and they were just like, fuck it, who cares? You know, we made it. We're barely alive. That's, yeah. what, that's what people went into the war. Like, you already assume you're dead when you go into World oh, yeah. War II. And then, like, the fact that they survived or living on borrowed time. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. So I didn't realize Peter Finch died right after he made that movie. Network. That's yeah, crazy. that's what I said. That's he died in between the release of Network in November 1976. Yeah. And the Oscars in March 77. Wow. He died in January 77. And get this. Peter Finch appeared on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Ooh, we got Peter Finch here. Weird wild stuff. On January 13th, 1977. And died of a heart attack in the lobby of the Beverly Hills Hotel one day later. Oh, wow. Beautiful place to die. On January 14th. Popular place to die. Nice hotel. <laughs> he killed on Carson. <laughs> then he got <laughs> killed. Yeah. And he, and he died at the Beverly Hilton. Wow. You know, a joke I also made with Park Your Carcass. <laughs> Finch was 60 years old. And play that Peter Finch clip real quick. This is um, his wife accepting the Oscar. My way. <laughs> I wish he was here tonight. And before he died, he said to me, darling, if I win, I want to say thanks to my fellow actors who have given me encouragement over the years. And he says, most of all, thanks to you, darling, for sending the right vibes the right way. And thanks to members of the Academy Award. A little bit of trivia about Network and the Oscars. It got 10 nominations. And William Holden, the actor, was also nominated for Best Actor. Same category. Wow. Lost to the dead Finch. (laughs) (laughs) Faye Dunaway won, and so did writer Patty Chayefsky. Mm. And Beatrice Strait won Best Supporting Actress with only five minutes of screen time. Wow. And then what? and Ned Beatty was also nominated for Amazing. supporting actor. Yeah. Wow. Great movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's Network. Great. Ned Beatty and Faye Dunaway would go on to uh make Oscar's history again. <laughs> Ned Beatty, how? Oh, it was Warren Beatty. Oh, yeah, it was Warren Beatty. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh that is sort of a connection. Yeah. Same last name. No no relation though between Warren and Ned, though, right? Is that not? No. 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 Oh, no. I always thought they were. 
I don't Warren, think so. Warren Beatty's sister is Shirley MacLaine, who obviously weird that they have different last names like that. Yeah. But that, that's his sister, Shirley MacLaine. And she's from another planet. She's out of her fucking mind. Yeah. If yeah. you ever read up on her, <laughs> yeah. she has some really out there. She, you theories. think I got hot takes, yeah. guys? She's got <laughs> sizzling yeah. takes. Yeah. Do you think the aliens are fucking have operated on? Yeah. Her? <laughs> right. Yeah. She'll You're like not that. exaggerating. She's out of her yeah. fucking gourd. She's just talking about Indian guys. Who? Indian doctors calling them alien. I don't know. Foreigners. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, she whoa. could just be racist whoa. and not crazy. Right. I have a the... rule for being edgy. Yeah. <laughs> you have to make sense, Kyle. You have to put it together <laughs> where we know what you're talking about. Five rules of being edgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sense. Make sense. Make sense. <laughs> and no one talks about being edgy. <laughs> She thought all her Indian doctors were aliens. Hello. <laughs> Illegals. It was a delivery. Yeah. <laughs> weird, wacky yeah. Indian-American Indian, doctors. Yeah. The premise is about illegal immigration. Yeah. <laughs> all right. On right that Ed, note, right Ed. <laughs> <laughs> evil Ed McMahon is back. <laughs> I'm from the, I'm from the hell. <laughs> evil Bob yes. McMahon is back. <laughs> <laughs> That's just noise now. And <laughs> <laughs> now let's move on to the late 80s, early 90s. Mm. It ain't so, boss. <laughs> is that Mickey Mouse? <laughs> 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 Which is actually fitting because this guy is Disney related. Oh. Howard Ashman. He created the musical Little Shop of Horrors. Which I just watched last that was, week. That's right. You the, actually the referenced it. one? Yeah. You oh, referenced yeah. it in the last episode. Yep. The wacky DJ. Yeah, that... John Candy. <laughs> fun movie. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. I was surprised how much I liked it. It's hey, dark. Seymour. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. And yet really wacky. And, and the songs are catchy. Yeah. yeah. So Super it works. Catchy. So he created that whole thing. It was based on the Roger Corman movie from the late 60s that featured a young Jack Nicholson. And then he adapted it into an off-Broadway play, which was the musical, in 1982. So Howard Ashman conceived that. And then it was made into a movie. He Is wrote, this a Steve Martin movie? Yeah, he wrote the... They adapted his musical into the movie, and yeah. he got to write the screenplay for it, too. Oh, wow. wow. And he wrote all the songs and lyrics. Rick Moranis and uh, and Steve Martin and we said John Candy was in. John Candy was in it. Yeah, I like that as a kid. It's 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 freaky. Yeah. we watched some freaky shit as yeah. kids. Like, like that's up there. Like with Fraggle being... Rock and shit, and just like everything was so weird. Because doesn't Steve Martin die from laughing gas? Oh, or the uh, the thing. He the... was the dentist. Yeah, yeah, he the... dies yeah. right. Or the I thing wraps so. him up. It's so gross, but yet still. They fun. kept kids kids on edge back then. You yeah, know, they made things gross. Either yeah. way, the Steve Martin scene kind of freaked me out when I was really little. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Dentistry always kind of scared the shit out of me. Right. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Kids don't like the dentist too much. I really didn't because I, I went to BU Dental School to get all my braces and shit. Oh, so you got nervous. Yeah, because students. It, it, there was like weird students that were yeah. doing shit on me and just like, you know, making me bloody and stuff. And that's a whole other story. Other and they point. also uh, cleaned your teeth. <laughs> I got bloody now. My yes. teeth are a little clear. <laughs> they also filled your cavities. Hello. Ah. Every cavity. Oh, boy. Anal. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Making me bleed. When I was a kid, though, my only regret was I watched The Marathon Man before my first dental visit. 
Oh, that's a good one. Where <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, oh. <laughs> that would be weird if you watch it right before. Why, why would like a five year old watch the marathon? Man? I watched it when I was like eight. I swear you to did? God, you yeah. watched the marathon, not the Godfather, or like any movie we always. And the bring dude up gets here. choked out. I really watched it. It's, yeah, I, yeah, I swear you to God, you, said that. <laughs> yeah. you proved it. Yeah, you've that's never crazy. yeah with like a thin fucking he just fucking. You know that's Lawrence death. Olivier. Oh wow. He played the creepy villain in that. Kyle's like, I've never seen Gladiator, but yeah, the yeah, marathon he, man at age four. I, yes. That blows my mind. See, I'm a wild card. Yeah, you, yeah, you are. You really are a wild card. Really are a wild a movie card. wild card. You never know. <laughs> totally random. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put money on guessing what movies Kyle has, has seen or, or hasn't seen. seen. <laughs> or likes and doesn't like sometimes. Yeah. That should be a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what Kyle likes. Because all yeah. of a sudden he's, he's like, we're talking about like Jane Diddy on like some deep reference for yeah. well, Joan Kyle, Diddy. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. See, there's another moment. Kyle, Kyle corrected you that it's Joan Diddy. I know. He's like, Kyle, I'm shocked. Kyle's the Year like, of Magical Thinking Kyle's is a great like, book. Oh He's like, I love this book. I'm like, wait a second. What? Yeah. Great a, book about a YouTube grief. exclusive, I think, someday. Let's <laughs> yeah. really do it. I'll come up with a we list. We have a game show. <laughs> and I'll, I'll ask which ones uh, you've seen or like, and we'll see. Yeah. And you guys have to vote on whether you think I've seen it or haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll bring in some Skittles and jelly beans. Yeah. And yeah. That'll be what's at stake. He's, he sees like Fast and Furious like out of sequence. You'll see like <laughs> like part six, and but not the rest of them. Yeah. Something. Yeah. <laughs> That's just an example of what Kyle's movie watches. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Little Shop of Horrors was a successful movie directed by Yoda, by the way, Frank Oz. Frank Oz. And the person that wrote the music for Little Shop was Alan Menken. So then they t- reteamed for Disney's The Little Mermaid, and they both won Oscars. Under the Sea. In 1990 for Under the Sea. After that, Ashman and Menken began work on both Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, except there was one problem for Howard Ashman. He was dying of AIDS. Ah, shit. Jeez, the way you put that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) slight problem. Is that the only problem? No, because it's a career (laughs) high. Yeah. At the same moment, he is dying of AIDS. He was extremely ill during the entire making of Beauty and the Beast. So he got to see an early cut of it. But he did not live to see the movie's release. Howard Ashman died on March 14th, 1991, at the age of 40. And Beauty and the Beast was released later that fall. And, as you know, went on to great success. It was actually the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Him and Mencken won for the song Beauty and the Beast. And I have a clip of that. This isn't the clip. (laughs) His partner accepted the award on his behalf. Howard and I shared a home and a life together, and I'm very happy and very proud to accept this for him. This guy looks exactly like uh, Ben Bailey, the host of Cash Cab, with a full rug of hair. Meets Yanni. (laughs) (laughs) But it is bittersweet. (laughs) This is the first Academy Award. That's how everyone at the Academy Award looked back then. Michael Bolton. In working on Beauty and the Beast, his name is Bill Louch. But always gave his best. What a louch. And what made that possible was an atmosphere of understanding, love, and support. That's something everyone facing AIDS not only needs, but deserves. There's an inscription at Howard's grave in Baltimore. It reads, oh, that he had one more song to sing. We'll never hear that song, but I'm deeply grateful for this tribute you've given 
to what he left behind. For Howard, I thank you. Pretty somber. Damn. And if you think about that time for his partner to go up and say that, it was a lot of hush-hush in the industry. Right. So this was out in the open. He died of AIDS. This is his surviving partner. Yeah. Ashman had written three songs for Aladdin before he died as well. Prince Ali, Arabian Nights, which opens the movie. These are and all bangers. Friend Like Arabian Me. Nights. Wow. For which he received a final posthumous nomination in 1993. I remember. Did he they- get it? No. Fuck. But he won for Mermaid and Beast. Yeah. I think actually he lost to Mencken and Tim Rice. Oh, wow. Who won for um, the other one in Aladdin. Um, Whole New World. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So Mencken completed it with Tim Rice after Howard Ashman died. And they went on to great success with that and The Lion King. Wow. Tim Rice and Alan Menken. These guys are just on a roll. Yeah. That's crazy. They're making bank. Yeah. I would oh, hope so. And now we're going to jump ahead in time a little bit to 1994. Massimo Troisi, Italian actor, dropped dead 12 hours after finishing his work on the film Il Postino or The Postman which was a fictional dramedy about when Pablo Neruda, famous Chilean poet, was exiled in Italy. And he befriends the local postman who learns to love poetry. Troisi had this bad heart condition brought by childhood rheumatism, which affects your joints. Mm. And so that's why he, he had delayed surgery he needed to finish the film and died 12 hours after finishing it. Wow. The movie was picked up by Miramax, the devilish Harvey Weinstein. Ah, I'm going to jerk off into a plant and then buy this movie. And it grossed over 20 million bucks and was nominated for Best Picture. And he was posthumously nominated for Best Actor at the 1995 Oscars, also for writing. That's great. You know, too bad. He didn't get to enjoy the success at all. Yeah, I always you, you feel go bad. through all the work. <laughs> yeah. And killing yourself on all this stuff just to just to die right when it really just starts getting good. Ugh. Like that guy in Florida who the what's his name ran over, the football player. Oh, Dante Stallworth? Yeah, he was working all night. Oh, right. On the yeah. construction crew. Yeah. And then he's he gets run over. Home. You're catching the bus home and gets you run over. You can already see the shower at in his bed at home. Oh, yeah. He's like Oh. Just like Massimo could see the Oscar in his bed. Yeah. And they both dropped it. Okay, so <laughs> now we're going to fast forward to 2008. And I bet you know who I'm going to talk about now. Yes. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> there you I go. I bet you're wondering how I got these scars. <laughs> my, I thought my jokes were bad. <laughs> Is Heath Ledger in the room? <laughs> <laughs> so Heath Ledger uh, sadly died of drug intoxication on January 22nd, 2008. He had finished his role as the Joker in The Dark Knight, sequel to Batman Begins, directed by Christopher Nolan. And he was in the midst of filming The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which was directed by Terry Gilliam. <laughs> it's funny how Terry, every movie by Terry Gilliam just d- is a, a disaster. disaster. Yeah. A complete disaster. <laughs> like that Johnny Depp one that was canceled, Don Quixote. Yeah, Don Quixote. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that one. And just like, yeah, all of his movies that are just a fucking disaster. And they look crazy also. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big fan of him, though. What I, he's I, finished. Yeah. I, yeah, the finished one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not this one so much. Yeah, 12 Monkeys I thought was great. 12 Monkeys is yeah. great. I love the Fisher King. Fisher King was good. Yeah, Brazil. 
Brazil was amazing. Yeah. So Johnny Depp, Jude Law, and Colin Farrell finished his role in Dr. Parnassus, yeah. which was released in 2009. No one's up. And so, yeah, at around 3 p.m., Eastern Standard Kyle Time. Kyle just put his finger up that he saw this movie. <laughs> oh, well, speak up, buddy. <laughs> Don't be shy. Which would, which would match the absurdity of yeah. Kyle's yeah. movie watching. No one else saw it <laughs> yeah. or wanted to see it. Yeah. And Kyle rushed out. He the, bought his popcorn, the one, sat down, the front one, row. The one movie theater in Massachusetts that played it, Kyle saw it. Yeah. And he was the one person in that theater. <laughs> and Ledger was found unconscious in his bed by his housekeeper and massage therapist in the Soho neighborhood of Manhattan. Interesting. The therapist then called his friend Mary-Kate Olsen, who we know from TGIF. And the Olsen twin. The, yeah, the speaking of TGIF, bring it back. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, the massage therapist called her for help, but she was in California. What? Oof. What the hell's going on? A- apparently. Olsen had her security guard swing by to check on Ledger, but then the security guard arrived at the same time as paramedics. And by 3.36 p.m., Ledger was pronounced dead. The toxicology report said he died as the result of acute intoxication by the combined effects of oxycodone, hydrocodone, diazepam, temazepam, and alprozolam, and doxalamine. I'm just making drugs up now. And Benadryl. Yeah, and Benadryl. <laughs> That's always up. Yeah, Benadryl's always, <laughs> always in the blood to be system. Found. Yeah. And Tylenol. Yeah. PM. So that's a lot of crap he had. And, you know, it was an accident they ruled resulting from the abuse of those prescribed medications. It's so we I don't get why people just load up on all these different ones at the same time. It's never like, works out. Yeah. No. Like the Foo Fighters drummer recently. Do we know? Taylor Hawkins? Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. He was loaded up. Really? Yeah, a long list of drugs. Oof. Well, the, I, I think it's it, it's also I think an American thing where you just like you have all these prescriptions from various doctors because there's no all encompassing network that everyone knows what the other doctors do and you could just doctor shop all day and night until yeah. you get what you fucking want. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's it's shocking, though, because you'd think people know better. Don't put that many drugs in your system. Well, I remember hearing, like, you know, like Paul Dano was recently talking about working uh, on the more recent Batman and how it kept him up at night or something. Or Yeah. But he, I think it was a slight quote where he's like, yeah, I just couldn't sleep a couple nights. But they made it out to be like, it ruined his life. <laughs> Some of that is publicity. Yeah, I think it is that, too. Like yeah. that actor from Hereditary. Oh, yeah. Said the same thing. Like, it was so freaky. I still have PTSD. Well, that movie's different. That I, that was fucking nice. I have PTSD from working on it. Yeah. I have PTSD from watching it. I know. <laughs> and it's not because I liked it. Hello. I loved it. <laughs> you know, it is an interesting movie. I, it was one of those I wasn't quite sure what to make of it yeah. afterwards. But I did feel unsettled. Very. Not as much as the actor, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, famously, Ledger was having problems sleeping. And getting out of the zone, yeah. which is why he was so medicated. <laughs> and just as a reminder, before I get to the posthumous Oscar, Ledger was announced as the Joker in 2006. Yeah. And fans were extremely pissed off about it. I was so pissed. You were? I remember hearing it and I was like, what? The guy from 10 Things I Hate About You? Like, who gives a well, fuck? Well, Brokeback Mountain and by broke that back- time. Yeah. I remember not caring at all, but like, <laughs> but I also like the the Batman Begins. I like the Nolan reboot of it. And then once I saw it, I'm like, oh, "Fuck, this is amazing." 
I didn't care for Begins, but I did I, like, I love Begins. Like The Dark Knight. Yeah. I think people thought he was going to show up as the Joker and be like Brokeback Mountain style. Like, hey there, Batman. Why don't you walk over here? Instead, he just stole Tom Waits' voice. Yeah. <laughs> Can I suck your dick? <laughs> I can't quit you. And guys, check this out. This is from a Batman message board in 2006. Oh, wow, Some of the people deep. were writing, I hope to God that this rumor proves false or that he turns down the role. The guy is an adequate actor at best with all the screen presence of a wet fish. And then another person wrote, I've been giving this some thought and I really can't get excited over the casting choice. I personally don't think Ledger is a good actor. He was the one thing I didn't like about The Patriot. Uh, and then the final one I have here is, he a lacks. Mel Gibson movie, by the I way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he couldn't stand up to Mel Gibson, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Another poster wrote, he lacks any real acting abilities. Unless Nolan sends him for extensive acting lessons, this version of the Joker will be as stiff as a board and lack any homicidal tendencies. I'll watch Batman Whoa. and Robin 10 times to any Ledger movie any day. That's hilarious. That's one of the, that's the worst Batman movie ever made. <laughs> Batman and Robin. There can't be message boards out there that are more dated than that one. That's so funny. <laughs> Is this from like Crazy Ronnie 197 or something? <laughs> something like that. Users. Yeah. <laughs> they were the Hollywood trying. Vulture. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Crossover. Before Ledger, the Joker was played by Cesar Romero in the original series, a, a campy queen, basically. <laughs> Nicholson added some layers, more of a deadly clown kind of vibe. Then Ledger came along, and it's like this anarchist madman yeah, and horrifying. Terrorist. And audiences obviously were mesmerized by his performance, and there was quickly a campaign to get him an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Let's just get him nominated, because usually those kind of roles are not nominated. And so it was a train that kept gaining momentum, and it ended with him posthumously winning Best Supporting Actor for yeah. playing the Joker in a Batman movie. Yeah. Crazy. And his mom, dad, and sister accepted the award. I have a clip. We'd like to thank the Academy for recognizing our son's amazing work. Warner Brothers and um, Christopher Nolan in particular for allowing cut to Ron Howard. Christopher walking in the background of this, by the way. To develop Whoa, and explore what's going on? this crazy joke. I killed someone and too. Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> would have humbly validated his quiet determination to be truly accepted by you all here. You monsters. You cowards. Thank you. And Robert Downey Jr. was nominated in the same category that year for Tropic Thunder. Oh, my God. In blackface. Shut up. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Iron Man. It was really tro- He got nominated for an Oscar. You didn't know that. For Tropic Thunder? No. Yes. You should have got Oscar. Shut up. Look it up right wow. now. You never go full R word. <laughs> yeah. What? That's so crazy. You believe me now? Yeah. I just, that is so over the top cartoonish. Yeah. That that. <laughs> Well, you know, it's a performance that couldn't be done today, but it is a good performance. And get a fucking Oscar nomination. That's insane. You never go full blackface. (laughs) Except if you're Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. went full blackface, went home empty handed. (laughs) (laughs) Except he does have 
like a billion dollars now. Yeah, he's he's fine. So our last posthumous nomination is for Chadwick Boseman, who, as you all may recall, died from colon cancer on August 28th, 2020, at the age of 43. So crazy. And he kept That's it a secret. Two years almost? Yeah. Jesus. He kept it a complete secret. Yeah. So it's one of those headlines you see come in and you're like, what? There were rumors going around like six months before he died. He was doing... uh some appearances somewhere and he looked really skinny because mm. he was, you know, wasting away. Colon cancer. Yeah, I didn't exactly. know anything about this, you know, when it was happening. I didn't yeah, know was... exactly. Well, yeah, either. he died and it was just such a shock. Nobody knew. I became more aware of him after after he died, really. I saw this movie 13 Blocks with him. I didn't see 13 um, Blocks. The is first that the one I... with Bruce Willis? Uh, is it? I, I don't know. No, okay. Bruce, Bruce was not. He would have ruined that movie. No, no. You're thinking of Twenty One Bridges. Twenty One Bridges. That's yeah. a way different movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like ten years later. Okay. I don't know anything. Twenty One Bridges. Everyone, not sixteen or thirteen, whatever. Blocks. Sixteen candles. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. The first time I saw him was in um, Forty Two, the Jackie Robinson movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and that was a big hit. Yeah. And then he he did around that time he was uh, played James Brown in yeah. Get On Up, I think. Yeah, get on up. Yeah. He also played Thurgood Thurgood Mar Thurgood Marshall. Penny Marshall. In, <laughs> in Marshall is the title. Yeah. yeah he did a lot of by the way, uh, biographical Penny movie. Marshall jokes over here. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck her with Penny Marshall's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Reiner went yeah, from Penny Marshall to Bryn Hartman. <laughs> He's like, I got to meet a normal broad one of these days. <laughs> well, he could have saved his life. Right. I take Penny dumping, Marshall dumping any Hartman. day yeah, yeah, over yeah, Bryn yeah, Hartman. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, he played Black Panther in the Marvel movies. Huge. And then he appeared in Spike Lee's The Five Bloods before he filmed his final role in a movie called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And that was released after he died, mm. a few months after. The film was about blues singer Ma Rainey, and Bozeman played troubled trumpet player Levy Green. Like Heath Ledger for The Joker more than a decade earlier, there was excitement that Bozeman would win the Best Actor Oscar posthumously. He was heavily favored. If you were betting in Vegas, you would go for Bozeman. Yeah. It was such a COVID hit ceremony. They decided, let's shake things up. So they announced Best Picture early, <laughs> like three categories earlier. And they saved the Best Actor announcement for the final award of the evening. Yeah. <laughs> hoping that it was going to be given to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, they're doing the send-off. Yeah, at the end. Right. And and this shows the producers. But I thought they know all this stuff. So they No, would... this showed the producers didn't know, actually. But T wow. D T D Waterhouse Cooper knows. Yeah, the, the price yeah. the Matt Mary Damon uh, lookalike at Price Waterhouse yeah, yeah. was doing uh, his job that year. Yeah. Can you imagine they sent him back after he flubbed at the <laughs> twenty seventeen Oscars? They're like, all right, we're going to give you a warning. I'm sure yeah. there's not a, not a lot of longevity for the, that, that position. Especially if you mess up the one easy job <laughs> yeah, of, that, yeah. of handing the right yeah. envelope. You don't come back. So it gets to the end of the night. It's a, the most boring ceremony in the history. Yeah. And they get to the best actor moment. And Joaquin Phoenix, who had won for Joker, <laughs> another Joker Oscar <laughs> the year before, 
he he takes the stage and he has all the charisma of like a dust mite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has no energy. He comes out for the last category. He's like, I really liked all the performances this year and I'm here to present the award for best act. All right, so let's listen to the clip. <laughs> And the Academy Award for Actor goes to Anthony Hopkins, The Father. Great movie, by the way. The Academy congratulates Anthony Hopkins and accepts the Oscar on his behalf. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's it's, it. <laughs> not only is that it for that clip, but the ceremony ended That's after that. That's the last yeah. word said. Yeah. Ended. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there, so there's no speech. It's just the most wow. uneventful ending ever to anything. Maybe people just figured... You know, maybe some of the people working on it, like, this is COVID, fuck it. No one cares about this, about any of this ceremony. No one gives a fuck because we're all, like, risking getting, you know, infected so we don't care. Yeah, and that's the only thing that made news. Yeah. Nobody cared. <laughs> Except <laughs> yeah. when, it came, when it came time to say how crappy the Oscars were. But didn't Steven Soderbergh, he was the produ executive producer, he oh. put it all together. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. It was his ceremony, basically. Like, wow. why would they get the mm. director of Sex, Lies, and Videotape to put together <laughs> the Oscars? It makes Full Frontal look a lot better now. <laughs> yeah. Let's get the guy from yeah. Unsane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let's make an Unsane yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscars. <laughs> that Oscars was Unsane. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> Bozeman's brother, Derek, uh, released a statement saying the family is not upset about the loss, telling TM. He wishes the winner, Anthony Hopkins, all the best. And that, quote, I'm sure Anthony would if Chad had won as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Hopkins said the same thing. He like apologized. Anthony Hopkins like apologized. I know. Yeah. That's what's which he, so. Which he shouldn't have to. He really. shouldn't yeah. have to. On Instagram, he said, I'm grateful to the Academy and thank you. I want to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman who was taken from us far too early. And again, thank you all very much. I really did not expect this. So I feel very privileged and honored. But he's at the age. He shouldn't have to apologize for that. You know, you yeah. just you get so old, you know, you, whatever. Like, like, know. The, like this year, Al Pacino goes, I forgot about the Oscars. You know, he just forgot about it. <laughs> like he was invited and he was supposed to go and present. He just said he forgot about That's it. That's hilarious. Well, Smith needs to wake him up a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smack him around and wake this old guy Or, or Chris Rock needs yeah. to tell a joke about whoever his wife is Al Pacino. <laughs> oh, the shit. Anthony Hopkins can't lose. Uh, my um, one of my writing teachers from uh, UCLA lives in his uh, neighborhood, and when they had the Malibu like real bad fires where like all the houses burned down, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins' mansion was the only house that didn't burn down wow. in the neighborhood. <laughs> Good for him. He must have a ton of fucking money yeah. saved up. Over we need to here. find out what he got his house made out of. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like Buffalo Bill skin or like yeah. human skin or something. And winning more Oscars when he's not even favored yeah. Yeah. at this age. I'd, right? I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts. Oh, they're dumb for not giving that to chat with Bozeman. That's... Yeah, that would have been. But it was just such a weird year. Everyone seemed disgruntled. What yeah. Do yeah, it was an, just another thing to complain about on Twitter, about yeah. that really crappy year. Are people just tired of 
the Oscars and everything that it, everything's been going on too long. Maybe just people are just tired of everything. That's the one silver lining because I had that epiphany last week with the Will Smith stuff. Yeah, I was thinking, man, like there's some people like Will Smith himself who spend their entire life, their entire career just going after the Oscar. Yeah. They think it means something. Well, and in the past, it used to mean something. But this is the epiphany I had. It doesn't mean a thing anymore. Not in today's world. Not in this climate. It really doesn't mean nothing means anything. anything. Well, it's funny because there was an old uh, Will Smith. There was a a roundtable, not that old, like a couple of years ago, roundtable of like Tom Hanks, you know, all these like major stars and, and Will Smith was amongst these people. And they were all just talking about like what made them want to be who they are and stuff. And Will Smith told some story about some girl from his high school that dumped him. And he said oh, his entire God. career, entire career, not just like the first five years, was succeeding so he could feel better about himself because of that breakup. What a wacko. And this is before the slapper. Yeah. Other things. Oh, yeah. And like. So this guy's just in his head. This guy is nuts. Yeah. He's fucked up. Will Smith is Will Smith. He's going to do what works for him. Just the sense of entitlement to get on the stage. Like, that is just so crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And attack someone. Yeah. (laughs) And the the fact that he said, you know, he fucks so much, he pukes and stuff. And that's why... (laughs) I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm puking because I'm not fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so. <laughs> if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. <laughs> and I, I do know what you mean. Yeah. I'm going to have a separate podcast where I talk about that. <laughs> and it's so sick what he did that. Look at all the reactions that keep coming out about it. Yeah. You got even Dana Carvey and David Spade saying on their podcast, it triggered us. Yeah, well, I saw David Spade said something like someone had posted like, does she know? Uh, did he know that um, you know she has alopecia? And David Spade like, you know, yeah, he uh, Chris Rock didn't have her medical chart when he's like doing when he's riffing on people in the exactly. audience. Exactly. Sorry, not every joke's gonna be good. Not every joke is gonna be tasteful. You're a big celebrity who's been in the game a long time. You know the drill. It was nothing personal. Yeah. To react like that, that's like breaking the contract we all had set up with this world. Yeah. yeah. He's got to be done. He's done. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Adios. You yeah. say Bad Boys 2 is canceled because of all this? Four. Four. Oh, yeah. Bad Boys They're 4? They're up to four? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't know there was a two and three? No. Two and three. That was like uh, 20 years ago or something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Michael Bay directed two, I think. Really? Yeah, he directed the first two. He did the first one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and The Rock. Wow. Michael yeah. Bay's in Bad Boys too. Oh, God. Another douchebag. I heard Bill Hader once saw him at, uh, at uh, the Playboy Mansion, and my, he saw Michael Bay. He's like, he's like, why are you in You know, all, all, uh, he's like, He's like, uh, he's like, I'm a director. He's like, what movies? And I guess Michael Bay just goes, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> just open his arms up and just say, come on, dude. <laughs> what are you, living under a rock? Ah. Or The Rock, which <laughs> I directed? Ah, what are you, under the island, which I also directed? I don't want anyone to know about that, though. <laughs> what were you, at Pearl Harbor or something? <laughs> yeah, another, <laughs> another great one. <laughs> <laughs> that that'd be the one Kyle saw. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> what am I, a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, rest that's in peace, all, Michael Bay, folks. Ain't it a bitch, <laughs> Michael Bay? Yeah. Rest in peace, the Oscars. <laughs> rest in peace, Michael Bay. <laughs> rest in peace, the Academy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Until next year, let's see if it survives. Yeah. 
Thank you all for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you know, Google Death and Entertainment. Yeah, Friendster. Everything, baby. Yeah. We love you all. Uh, comment, like, subscribe. Hate mail us. Hate mail us. <laughs> love mail us. Ay, ay, ay. And we'll see you next week. See you later. Congratulates Anthony Hopkins and accepts the Oscar on his behalf. Thank you.